Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, November the 30th, 2017. Where in the sweet and sour, merciful baby Jesus did the month of November go? And it's gone. You might want to unmute yourself on Discord there, Mr. Black. And it's gone. And it's gone. It's out of here. And it's gone. Holy crap. Um, yeah, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, another episode of Technical Alpha, episode 38, to be specific, as we are uh, ever approaching episode 50. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We're getting there. We're getting there. Gentlemen, Mr. Black, Mr. Panic, yep. how are you yep. both doing today? I'm good. Um, spent the day just looking at crypto charts, and uh, I actually streamed on YouTube for seven and a half hours. Shh. Uh, Shh. <laughs> Don't say I mean, that. Hey, it's not gaming related. It was all crypto related. <laughs> so, uh, what about uh, IRL? You know what we need, Jeff? We need a finance section on Twitch now. Hey. Twitch finance. <laughs> Twitch hey, I had, finance. I got 1,100 viewer hype, which is great. Oh, shit. So, you know, that was cool. It was a big That's day. That's actually impressive. Yeah, yeah. It was a big day. The community's really growing over there. And um, yeah, I've just been busy. Today was a big day in the world of crypto. You know, Bitcoin has gone over $10,000. Uh, Makes it's just you been, think, it's does, crazy. does streaming on YouTube with the subscriber counts that we have really net more viewers during live streams? I can guarantee you it does. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got a question for both of you while we're sure. on the topic of uh, finances and currency. Okay. Um, what, do you, what do you guys have your thermostat set to right now? I have uh, mine's mine. at I, 21. I, I Adam have. doesn't have it set. <laughs> Adam is going with the natural... <laughs> atmosphere of uh I, I, was cold. <laughs> I have it I have it set to uh wear a hat and two sweaters. Uh, no, it's yeah, actually like, uh, it's, it's actually it's actually at a uh at a uh a balmy fifteen. Ooh, fifteen. There you go. I'm That's allowing, for Adams. I'm allowing myself fifteen and the rest okay. of it is is being heated by uh by my two computers and the rest of the equipment in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how you do it, dude. I, I remember back in the day, I used to go over Adams and, and do recording, and it'd be in the wintertime, and I used to fucking hate it. I'd, I'd have, like, gloves on and shit. I'd have my toque on, because it's cold. I'm like, Adam, turn on some fucking heat. He's like, I'm not fucking heating up the whole house. I'm like, just close that door. The computer heats the room. I'm like, Jesus, nope. man. Nope. <laughs> nope. There's, so, uh, yeah. there's two places in the house that have uh, heat on through the working day, our two offices, Yep, and then that's it. There's no heat anywhere else in the house. Uh, I turn the heat on, or we turn the heat on just before getting in the shower, so when you get out, you don't just you know die. Die. Yeah. Uh, and then when we're drying my laundry, because I have to hang dry my stuff so it doesn't shrink, we turn the heat on. Otherwise, the clothes would just literally never dry. <laughs> so the, yeah, so those are the um, only instances. Everything else, like we're watching, we're watching Netflix at night. We're on the couch. We got fourteen blankets. <laughs> <laughs> just I up. have not, I have not <laughs> turned on my heat at all. Wow, it's on hold. Well, you're in that, that you're it, in that apartment living right where it's the heat twenty three point eight. Wow, I gotta pay for my own though. Like if I turn on my, heat, I actually have to pay for like the heating and stuff, the building heat. No, I mean, no, I there. just mean when you're in an apartment, the the yeah. heat generated by every other area of the apartment kind of keeps kind you. Helps. 
yeah, like there's the, like no building powered radiators or heating in my apartment. Yeah, I just remember when Jeff was living the apartment life, and mm. and it was the opposite of him coming over and freezing to death. Oh, I'd go so over hot. to Jeff's place, uh, specifically the one that was off of uh, Northwest Arm Drive or whatever. Uh, and, oh, the um, oh, uh, on Parkland. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Cleveland lives down there now, actually. And oh, okay, I, cool. I think I think possibly. This is a good chance it's One of the, the same, same buildings. buildings. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah. Are, those are nice buildings. They're nice yeah, buildings over really, there. Like, not really bad. not bad at all. Um, but uh, but hot as Hades in the summertime. Holy <laughs> shit. You go over there, and Jeff wasn't even on the top floor, I don't think. Like, no, you, I, was you, on the, I was on the second. There was one floor ahead, uh, above me. Yeah, like, so, yeah. I, you, like, top floor apartment, you really get fucked. Like, it's, yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's real bad. On the top floor of this wing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it just it was bad. You go over and 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 you die. It was it was so hot. Like you, you, like Kayla would have fans in random corners, not doing anything. It's just it's pretty. It's making you feel good about yourself. You get the <laughs> you get the fan turned on. Like if I sit here, maybe I'll cool down. No, you're not going to cool down at all. You're going to die. Best thing I did was get my windows resealed. Like I think a year ago, they were having problems mm. such that if I like put stuff up, like you could actually feel wind coming in. Yeah, oh, that's like a good that time to get them resealed. Moment, moment I got them resealed, <laughs> temperature in the apartment went up like six degrees. So I'm just like, yeah. If you feel a breeze coming through your window and your window is shut, you might need to reseal, <laughs> to reseal your windows. That stuff. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's a good it's a good thing. Uh, outside of uh, outside of that, how are you doing this week, Mister Panic? Anything exciting happen in your life? Oh, I got some stuff going on. I'm um, not really podcast worthy, but other than that, work is going awesome. Good and uh, got some packing stuff done for the podcast. Good, so that's be also going good. Soon, lovely. Um, Soon. TM. We're gonna trademark that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. Hey man, and we're hey gonna man, create like T-shirts out of it, and then we're not gonna get five, shipped out. Yeah. So. Five hundred plus packages. All right, it's a lot. Not bad though. Five hundred. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Holy um, dear but God. Yeah, uh, also, want to let you guys know. Um, I don't think Panic knows. Adam does. Um, mm. I won't be here next week, so I'm going to oh, be away. We, we uh, assume that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in Baltimore um, with Under Armour. So I sound a pretty cool deal with them. I'm going to be uh, flying out and playing something that I'm absolutely horrible at. Uh, NBA 2K18. <sighs> I'm going to be going to their headquarters. I got invited out. Um, we're just going to have some fun. It's going to be live stream, so you guys will still be able to see me. I don't know what stream that's going to be on, but uh, I'll be away for uh, four days, essentially like four days of travel. So I would say like five days I'm pretty much going to be mm. MIA because you, you need a day to travel, essentially. So, so. Um, Is The Rock going to be bench pressing you while wearing Under Armour? Uh, I, I hope so, man. I hope so. They did ask for all my sizes, so maybe I'm going to get some free swag. You know, you oh. guys know me. I'm always wearing Under Armour anyway. So when I got when I got the email saying, do you want to come out? I was like, ah, uh, yes. Yes, I do. Actually, that's so. like my that's like the, the clerks, my, you know, aunt and uncle, my cousins. I'm pretty sure 85 to 90 percent of John's wardrobe is yeah. Under Armour. Yeah, mine that's is, it. too. I would say 70 percent is OK. So 70 percent is Under Armour. Then I would say the other half is Lacoste. Oh uh, so God. I would say, yeah, I would say 20% is Lacoste and then uh, 10% is Hugo Boss. That's you it. You guys have not seen a Jeff shopping trip until you've sat for maybe about an hour and a half 
in a Lacoste <laughs> while Jeff just looks at different colored shirts. <laughs> and then immediately after walks over to Hugo Boss and starts looking around at stuff. What shade of pastel like, do I want today? Dude, I have <laughs> V-neck, V-neck tees. I think I have every color. Dude, I have colors that I don't even know the name of the colors. I'm like looking at it and I go, is that a fucking pink or is that a mustard? What is this? I don't um, even know. Jeff, I have good news for you. The next time you come to New York, you don't actually, we don't have to go all the way up to like Columbus Circle or wherever we went last time. Literally, like, every day when I go to work, like, the two-block walk I have, there's a Hugo Boss, a Lacoste, and all the other wonderful places nice, you want to go nice. to. You know, Sweet. the only piece of Hugo Boss I actually own was from when I was, I want to say, 15, 16 years old. And when um, my dad's sister and her husband, so that aunt and uncle, still lived here, and they lived at Glen Arbor. And uh, every year for my birthday, they'd take me for 18 holes at Glen Arbor. And shout-outs to Glen Arbor for probably being... I, well, there's one that's got put in recently that's a better golf course than Glen Arbor. But at the time, Glen Arbor was the, the golf was course in Nova show. Scotia. That's where the, the PGA would go. And so it was this big event. I was so friggin' jacked for all, every time. But the first, the first time I went, uh, I just went and I had my... I had, you know, I had, I had the, the typical... Golf stuff. I had my polo. I had like my regular shorts on. You know, nothing fancy. I had um, I had golf cleats, uh, soft cleats because people they're salty if you got hard cleats. They don't want you tearing everything up. I got there and this this old and I mean old. It's like one foot in the grave type shit. Dude comes up. He's got his clipboard. He's the guy that you know says in forty five seconds your ass needs to be on that fucking first tee. Or you're getting fucking, you're put back in a line, you're gonna wait yeah. for like another hour before you go. And this guy comes up, and he's like, elevator looking over everyone in the party. So he looks at, you know, Uncle Andre, and he's, you know, Andre's all set to go, because he lives on, the, like, the property or whatever, and same for my Aunt Jan. Looks to add up, and he, yeah, great, looks at me, and he's like, this is just not gonna do. Was, and, 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 and Dad was like, what do, what do you mean? He was like, the shorts, that you can't wear khaki shorts here. They were just, they were khaki shorts, they were like, uh, Khakis, like a like, just with. I don't know. Maybe he did, maybe they just don't like pockets. I I, I actually don't Cargo know why. Shorts are so useful. I don't know why functional. it was a problem because normally I'd have like you know like my I have a place for my golf glove and like tees and stuff. Yeah, it just made yeah. sense yeah. to have that stuff. So he's like, no, we can't. I can't let you on the course. And so I was dead. <laughs> so like, okay, okay. So he said, uh, but we've got some stuff at the pro shop and, and uh, that you know you could pick up. <laughs> Okay, that upsell, so that upsell the Hugo Boss, the upsell the Hugo Boss, <laughs> only thing they carried Hugo of Boss course. shorts, every pair eighty dollars for a pair of shorts. <laughs> only, Fuck. only eighty yeah. bucks. Dude, that's a, that's steal. a discount. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a the steal, discount. Man. Eighty bucks. Well, they were like, and there were some short, short, short shorts too. Uh, so get, I right. get these His dick on. Was hanging out from the side. Oh, uh, just well, if I had a big dick, maybe, but not me. Yeah, his no, balls were not me. His balls maybe, were drooping. Yeah, my left, left my left hangs a little lower than the right. You know, if I got, if you know, if I went down for for you know, pick, you know, maybe picking the green, up, you know, just fixing it up, I might have slipped one. It might have happened. Might have happened. We did eighty dollars for for a pair of shorts, and uh, then they were like, okay, now you're allowed to golf. And I got up on that tee, and on the first hole, there's like, uh, I don't know, you have to you have to go for about 200 yards before you hit fairway, and everyone's hitting you know wood whatever off of this uh, off of this tee, and I get up and I can't hit a wood to save my fucking life. Just Rip. can't do it. Can't hit a driver. Still can't to this day. <laughs> but back then, for whatever reason, when a swing was different, what whatnot. 
I could use a seven iron for ninety percent of what was required on a golf course. I was the same way. <laughs> so I same got up way. and I just fucking it was probably the greatest seven iron of my life. Like I could hit rip. a seven iron pretty friggin' far, but for the, whatever reason, this one day, and I and I'm not like Jeff. Pressure, fucking, I buckle golf, buckle under pressure. I had like, like this Glen Arbor. There was probably 30, 40 people watching me. Go up with an eye, uh, a seven iron in hand. And I was like, ah, uh, oh. and I'm a teenager too. So I was like, oh God. And so I get up there, but I fucking crushed oh, this you know seven he iron. Enough. He did the swing and then he just sat there for a second. Oh, I held and it. I just looked at it. <laughs> I just held it. Form, and everyone's like. I just got a little golf clap for it. Nice, actually, nice actually, the guy nice was shot. like, what did you just use? I was like, that was my seven iron. He was like, holy shit. <laughs> I would have said that was my nine. <laughs> I hit Pitching it like witch. 200. I hit it like 225, 230 yard seven iron. And the guy was like, what the fuck is that? And then I went up and I stick handled the whole fucking ball. Like got like a 15 on the hole. It didn't matter. It was, just, it was whatever. But it was an experience. I was not really a short game kind of person. No, no. And it, when you when you're like Jeff and I and you grow up playing on like the rock and country club Shitty greens ass, oh. and then you go to Glen Arbor and it's like glass and you go up and you're like, oh, this is a 15 foot putt. I should probably hit this bad boy pretty hard. And you're on like the next <laughs> fucking fairway. You just go yep. to the ball rockets off. But uh, video games, guys. What? Video games. Oh, Believe yeah, it or not. About those. We talk about them here. Technical alpha. Destiny 2, just, just, everybody, everybody seems to be having, if you're a publisher, like, above indie status right now, you just can't seem to breathe without we, some shit going down. Can we start on, like, a high positive note before we talk about the shit show that is gaming in this week? Absolutely, what do you got? You already know what's going on, but, okay. um, this is, like, childhood retro-y thing, mm. but for those of you guys who are, like, the 80s and 90s kids, Jazz Jackrabbit, both collections, are up on GOG. Yes. And they're fully remastered and they're getting awesome reviews. Yes. So, like, I'm definitely going to be doing that this weekend, but I figured everyone else might enjoy that. I was more interested in the fact that Descent 1, 2, and 3 were on that list. Yes. But, yeah, like, it's like a real high point of, like, platforming from back in the classic days. So before we jump into the shit show of Destiny. Mmm, Jazz Jackrabbit. I'd, I'd I'd be down for some jazz jackrabbit probably. I lied. Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't be. The uh, soundtrack in it's awesome though, dude. It's got like the awesome like um, chip tune type music. If I want to go far enough back for platforming, just give me Commander Keen. Like if I'm going to go back that far, I might as well just do Commander Keen and call it a day. <laughs> just it's you skip probably everything. Probably get a ton of viewers for that too. It's, no. <laughs> <laughs> probably you not. But you know, would it be nice? Him. Yeah. Will it happen? No. no. Hey, Destiny 2. Um, so we've already talked about, you know, last week we went into, uh, into the loot box thing with EA and, and whatnot, and then Destiny 2 had some, had some fiasco-y shit a couple weeks ago, uh, and then after the dust barely settled, I mean just the last particle hit the ground, shit kicked right back up again in like two seconds, and uh, it's because apparently... They were getting a little funny with the experience bar uh, for people uh, in, in the game, late game. So for those who, who don't know um, how this works in Destiny 2 as it stands, like Destiny 1, there's nothing to do at the end of the game right now except for grind the same uh, like open world quest line event shit. 
uh, over and over and over again to er earn bright engrams, which is essentially a loot box, which gives you cosmetic-related stuff, whether it be for your character or a ship or whatever. So... That's all you do. You you just grind. You get some shit, and then you're, you you open it. And you're like, oh shit, I got the same stuff. I better go get another one. You do that over and over and over again. People started noticing uh, because obviously, in a segment like this, people grind this stuff pretty hardcore. Oh yeah, right. Oh, yeah. They're into it pretty hard. They're doing it long periods of time. They're not hopping the on, going. You know what? Literally sat there with a stopwatch and timed his XP. Yes. Over like doing the same mission over and over. Yes. Like hardcore. And they don't just sit down and go. You know what? I'm gonna squeeze in a quick 10, 15 minutes of destiny grinding. Like I'm gonna maybe go for a 10, 15 hour sesh real quick and kind of get some of that, <laughs> some of that bright engram hype on. Uh, so they found out that the experience that they were gaining doing the same mission over and over again, while it was saying on screen that they were acquiring the exact amount of experience every single time, the same amount, the bar, the experience bar, which obviously is the thing that denotes when you get a bright engram, was like almost on a, on like a exponential type scenario here, slowing down. So it wasn't filling up the same amount with the experience. And people were like, well, that's a little fucking weird. Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So they started looking deeper and deeper into it. And sure enough, just like if you posted, you know, something to 4chan, within an hour, you know, Oprah is talking about, you know, who is the this hacker 4chan. Yeah. Uh, and who internet. raped a thousand something, a I thousand don't know what. A thousand dicks or whatever. Yeah, like. <laughs> some, yeah, I don't know what the hell that thing was all about. Um, but uh, yeah, they figured it out and they were like, holy shit, this is actually happening. Like, they're, they're dicking us fucking hard here. The longer you grind, the less experience they're giving you while still telling you that you're earning <laughs> the same experience, <laughs> making you feel like you're yeah, like yeah. it's slow, so you want to just buy the engrams instead of just grinding for long hours. And so once that came out, Bungie was like, oh, shit. They got us. <laughs> hey, at least they said, yeah, we're doing it. Sorry, not working right, but we're doing it. No, 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 no. Don't let him off that easy. No, no, no. Then it gets oh, worse. Then it got worse. Shit. Don't let him off Adam, that easy. Adam's about to go in. Because, I mean, this is what really happened. They didn't say, yeah, guys, you got us. There's blood on our hands. They said, you know what? Yeah, the system's not working the way we intended it to, so we're going to fix it. Uh... So it was like a half, a half, yeah, that's happening, and a half, it wasn't intentional. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, whatever, deflect as much as possible. And so, uh, yes, yeah, so they did that. And then they had originally planned a live stream to talk about expansion stuff coming up and everything on Twitch. That was supposed to be today, wasn't it? I think it was supposed to be today or yesterday or something. And they canceled that because it would have looked a little fucked up to be talking about loot box stuff and all this other nonsense on this live stream yeah. right after getting pinned for for this so they canceled that entirely and then they decided to have like a like a, a qa or an ama session thing of some kind and then they put like a blog thing out yeah and then they so they wrote a blog uh and uh and 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 kind of talked a little bit about it um you know not really doing a great job of convincing anyone of anything other than the fact that they got the caught thing, with their pants down. The only <laughs> thing they really explained and acknowledged well is that we suck at communicating. We'll try harder. Even though they like wrote all this other stuff, everyone's like, yeah, you guys suck. Like, 
Yeah, we do. You know, and I was like, we accept that part. If there's one thing that I'm that I'm I'm realizing now, and I, I think a lot of these companies or publishers are, are uh, realizing, is there is almost it's almost fun now to the community to mm. try and find ways that companies are fucking them. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a new it's like a new game, and I think it's good for the it's for a good the. Game. Yeah, I, I think it's good uh, for for the the space in general because it is keeping these publishers honest. Um, it is it is revealing the things that before were overlooked. Before it was, people just accepted long grinds and accepted uh, you know pay pay to win type shit. They just did it because it was. But now, since there's more and more of it, and they've become more and more greedy, and they're milking every little thing, people are going, "Wait a second here." Um, burn me once, shame on me, burn me twice, shame on me again, burn me three <laughs> times, I'm going to put you on Reddit and put you on the stake. <laughs> and so now it is to the point where people are, uh, they're just not letting anybody get away with anything. So if anything, I can see these companies now and the, and it's the, it's the heavy hitters getting caught here. Yeah. These oh yeah. These aren't small ass companies. These aren't no, no. These these are the goats. Like these yep. are these are the guys that are dictating the entire market, and they're setting up uh, uh, a standard. And all of this pay to win stuff, and all of these behind uh, fake XP things, and and just grind time to get you make sure you're playing. Which it's okay, but it's the way that they're doing it that is shady as shit. And uh, what's what's great about this is now. All of these companies are going to be walking on eggshells, and most certainly uh, Destiny, Star Wars, all of them, now when they come out with the next title, now when they come out with the next patch, and they think about the next thing, they're either going to have to be really transparent, or they're going to have to axe out all of the shady underlining garbage gotta, and get back to playing games they gotta the way add, that they should be. They got to add like a role or something, like some director level role in these studios to be like... You know what? You guys all go build the game. My one job here is to think about it like a player and be like, hey, you know what? That's pretty fucked up. And you guys yep. may not want to do that. Yep. Like, you know, just, just like think about the optics. I know the director of marketing and all that's supposed to do that shit, but they're all like got their heads up their know. asses in a bubble. They all know they to, like, behind the scenes break. what yeah. they're doing, right? They yeah. all they all know there's some fucking programmer there that is going, hey, you know what? I've got an idea. I can set up some sort of algorithm here and it looks like you get this much XP, but we're really fucking them and they have no idea and they're just going to keep playing. And the guy up top is going, yes. Oh, oh, that's going to help her bottom line. Get that okay. man a yeah, no, I, I like that. You're making 200 K a year. What was that? Now 280. Oh, okay. Why don't you write that code in there? And now people are figuring shit out and uh, it's, it's good for us. It's bad for them. It's good for us. Yeah, uh, and, and in related news, um, EA's stock price fell a little over 8% in just mm. November, mm. which Ouch. which to any other company, to lose almost 10% of your stock value in a month is absolutely <sighs> catastrophic. But for EA... That's like CEO getting fired level bullshit. Be, yeah, but here's the thing. That same CEO who's basically the mastermind behind AAA title loot boxes to begin with uh, yeah, loot boxes has already chest. on the year raised EA's uh, stock price after even after the 8% dip, like 35 plus percent. Yeah. 
It's because of the FIFA stuff. And it's only because FIFA, like, if you took FIFA out of EA, they crumble. The whole company yeah, just, fucking dies. It it's would all just in be, FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. There'd be no E anymore. It would just be A. Yeah. Just be A. Arts. They'd be taking arts. E in the A. <laughs> and we all know what arts gets you in life. Nothing. A lot of nothing. <laughs> so have fun. No, it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy because what it shows is from a market standpoint how little the um, how little uh, the shareholders likely understand um, the gaming market because all they see is is the revenue come in. They're not looking at well, it's all growth. That's what, the they're not looking at stuff. what is driving the growth. They're just looking at the growth. And so mm -hmm. to, to have your entire company that makes video games be 80% driven by not just a game, but a subsection mechanic of a game in your lineup. And if that one piece falls apart in any capacity, that growth that you're seeing that you don't understand the mechanics of behind just fucking evaporates. Mm -hmm. And then you're left with a companies that uh, a company that is hugely overvalued. So if you look at EA's stock price, it, and where it started and where it is now, just in the last couple of years, I mean, it's one of the most overvalued companies in the industry, if not the most overvalued company in the industry from a stock market perspective. And if if I was in if I if I owned EA stock right now, I would be damn hard pressed to not just press the sell button like right now before with all this shit going on right now with, with EA being at the core of it, the odds of them getting out of here without some shit severely going down specifically the market looking the, if the FIFA guys seeing what's happening over here and seeing what they're doing with battlefront and going, wait a minute, why are we still getting fucked? Yeah. Why don't we get some of that same attention? We're, we're making your company right now. The FIFA guys are the only reason that you're buying a new fucking BMW and Mercedes every single year and you never drive it. That's that's us. We're the reason you have that. So why don't you give some of that to us and then then they have to make concessions eventually because it will happen yeah. and then shit's going to go south. So uh yeah, interesting interesting times all around, but Bungie that's some shady shit. That's something I would never would have thought in a million years I'd hear Bungie doing. Because I, I still don't associate Bungie with that level of fuckery. Because, you know, Bungie well, for you me... do now. But now I do. <laughs> so, goodbye Bungie goodwill, I guess. You know, It thanks. sucks because the whole mechanic, like, the whole Bright Angram thing is it's mainly just cosmetic stuff that you, like, it's the end game part of it. I'm like, there's no real reason to not be transparent about that and just say, hey, you do the same thing over and over, you're going to get XP decay. Like, XP decay is like a standard thing. There's no real reason to hide it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it's in MMOs everywhere. You do the same quest over and over, it's going to give you diminishing returns. They, you know, mm. All they had to do is just be like, yeah, you didn't get 27,000, you got 25 this time. More positive time. stuff. Yeah. Also for you, Mr. Panic, more than anyone else here. Two Battletech games on the pipe or in the pipe for 2018. That's good shit. For those that don't know what that means, for the for the of all the people Mac under Warrior. the yeah of all for the people underneath in the in the plebeian fan base for Battletech, that means Mech Warrior. Yay! For people that mm. are like hardcore Battletech, that means 
Battletech. <laughs> uh, at a more strategy level, because they have, they have like that top-down uh, strategy game for it that looks dope so you've got, as yeah, you've got two games coming out. One is by Piranha Games, who bought out the Battletech license, and they've been doing MechWarrior Online. Which, again, that game has gone uphill. It's actually really good now, comparative to how it was when it launched. Mm. Um, they're now doing MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries as a single-player game, like the original MechWarriors. And they've been showing tech demos and stuff, and they are slated to release towards the end of 2018. Um, and all the reviewers who have looked at it and have been coming out with really positive like things about it. They said there's some problems, but overall, they're hyped for it. And then the other one actually goes more towards the uh, tactical side of things, kind of like um, the XCOM games and like for a more you know modern thing. That's done by Harebrained Schemes. They've done the you know Shadowrun games and or sure yeah Shadowrun games that have been like really popular. They got BattleTech license to do like a turn-based version, and they've got like a whole campaign and everything around it too, where effectively you build up like a lance of mech warriors and then you go through like a whole campaign and story and the multiplayer stuff. I'm actually a Kickstarter backer for that one and I've been playing the betas as they've been coming out and the game is good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for that one too. I really, I really hope, I mean the odds of me playing either for lengths of time are not huge. I just like that the license is still being used. Like that's what gets like me happening. going. Yeah, I'm just happy that it's being used. Uh, I saw the latest like twelve minute gameplay rip from uh, for Mercenaries, MechWarrior Five Mercenaries, um, and yeah, it's it's got it's got a much better look to it than MechWarrior Online does. It feels they actually apparently have like a create they're like for the Mercenaries game they're building like a dynamic thing. So like every time you do a playthrough, like the mission generation will be different. There'll be like set pieces and stuff, mm. but the progression is different. The tech you get, what you find. So like apparently they're like they're like we want people to be able to replay it, but they're like not doing it in like a super gimmicky way. So oh, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that. Feature. I just hope it just doesn't flat out suck, so that they oh, yeah. have the incentive to make more Mech Warrior in the future. Because yeah. I just think it's such a cool game. It's unfortunately in a super niche area. Because yeah. when you even back in the day before before we had the ability to get way fancier with with controls and 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 stuff, and and the amount of mechanics you could cram into a game like we have now, uh, it they were still mechanically intensive. Oh yeah, games. And it's, you know, people, when they look at it, they might want to, like, a lot of people played um, Mech Assault on the Xbox. Jeff, did you play Mech Assault on the Xbox? I did. Yeah, yeah. just very briefly. I actually own it. Um, it you can I play it on Xbox Live as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the were, they were really good games, too, and they were fun, um, but they were more of a, uh, the casual controlling. Like, it, did, it wasn't a true tank-controlled uh, kind of game. And so when people sometimes, when yeah, people actually, sometimes go, yeah, there it is right there, Mech Assault. I, I played a lot of this game, actually. So did I. Game. Quite a bit of it. Yeah. Um, so, but when people go from, from that into a true Mech Warrior game, it's oh kind of God. like, you're, you're like getting thrown under the bus because it's so much more intricate. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just opened up this game. Okay. Okay. So inside. It's not Mech Warrior? <laughs> is a sky, is a Skyrim, <laughs> is a damn Skyrim. Uh, and no disc? for Xbox 360 and the discs in here is the who <laughs> what you and, got wrecked and lost planet oh, for God. the Xbox 360 okay well so you nothing, don't have there's it. nothing mech warrior here no except for the box no <laughs> well you know 
An yeah, effort like, was I made. I'm going to find that guy. Uh, not a bad album, though. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, positive spin to that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so that's happening. We're getting two uh, of those games. I'm actually more intrigued with the, the top down than I am with uh, five it's a, mercenaries. It's a good game, actually. And uh, I hope, I hope, I hope they, they both do well because I just want to see uh, more so, Mech Warrior. With that one, they have the multiplayer aspect, so you can play against each other. But they're actually um, they're doing something interesting. They actually got authorization from, um, like, uh, I forget who owns the license for BioTech, but they actually they're allowed to create new lore. Really, um, as long as they are not using it in existing like areas of space. Okay. In timeline, so effectively, they're just like, hey, if you want, you can create new lore. So effectively, what Hairbrained is doing is they've created, like, an entire set of new characters and lore from, like, a slightly earlier time frame in, like, an area of space. And they said, before, like, the year 3060, this is, like, really nebulous stuff, so they're allowed to, like, create all this stuff. So, effectively, they're doing, like, a new MechWarrior storyline. So, this is pre-Clan. Yeah, this is pre-Clan. Okay. Um, Because they said it's a a grittier time frame, so they want to, like, build out kind of, like, a whole, like, you're starting off and you're building an entire lance. Well, that's cool too. Yeah. I'm I'm down for that. I mean, that's that's like some Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic yeah. type shit, where you're just going yeah. back before everything that everyone else knows. Uh, yeah, they wanted uh, the mechs it. to be more weighty. The character, if your characters die, they die. Oh, so it's kind of got like a, a like a uh, uh, what you call it? RNG the game, aspect, but not a lot. RNG the game, friggin'. Uh, Hearthstone? Not Hearthstone. 99% shot, uh, chance of hitting a shot and you miss it. XCOM. Dark XCOM. That's, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm going for. XCOM. <clears throat> Had a brain fart there. But yeah, so those two things. Uh, completely unrelated, but last night I'm laying in bed. Nothing triggered this at all. On Twitter, mm-hmm. doing my usual thing, seeing the same 50 posts over and over again because Twitter's a shit fucking social media platform and it's the worst deliverable <laughs> of any platform possibly since Facebook changed their algorithms. And I, it just popped in my head. I was like, wait a minute. Can you change the sound that your computer makes when it starts up and shuts down like I used to do way back in the day? Like mm. Windows 95. Our startup sounds even relevant today, though. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can do that. And I looked it up, and you can. It's not that hard. For some reason, uh, in Windows 10, they disabled it showing up in the Windows sounds. You just go into your reg edit and turn them back on, and then you can make it whatever the fuck you want. And you know what it is? It is the startup sequence for the Mech Warrior 2 mechs. Oh, you fucking... Reactor online, weapons online, systems online, or no, wait, wait, engines online, all systems nominal or whatever. Oh god, it sounds good. That's actually pretty cool to have on a boot up. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fire. And then when I go to shut down, it's a, it, it says uh shutdown sequence initiated. Also from Mech Warrior 2. I don't ha- I don't I like I, I thought it was cool when you said it, but then I like sat and I'm like I don't really care about startup sounds. My computer boots in like 4 seconds, so well, it's just it. yeah, it's but just I feel like, it's the I, noise, right? Yeah. It's, it's the noise. You start out, you see how you start your day. Like when you spend the entire day on the computer, you want to start it off feeling you know, with a smile or just like you know, badass or just gonna sound good. I have, I have studio monitors coming, so uh, now mm. when I turn it on, I'm probably pretty hardcore. <laughs> oh. uh, 
Uh, oh, did, I I'm done this? did I not no. tell you about this? Did I not tell you about this? Equipment. I'm good. So, so I'm getting I, I, in an in an attempt to free up more space. I'm gonna downsize <laughs> these two monitors on the side, <laughs> and I'm just gonna have one more monitor above. So I just have two monitors instead of three. So it's just gonna be one. I'm just gonna move one monitor to be above my main monitor, so I can save the sides of my desk. And then Mastrop put on a friggin' crazy sale oh, on JBL LSR 305s. They're good monitors, I just can't They are like them. the primo shit for monitors. In Canada, one speaker is like $225. Mastrop had it for $275 for the pair in US. I was like, done! Not bad. Hook, hook, JPEG. Hook me up. Two hundred seventy-five bucks for a pair of 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 friggin' LSR three hundred fives. Yes, please. And I have this obviously the my my new interface which has more output. So I'll just plug them into that and, and the monitor outputs. Done. <laughs> done. Sweet. So uh, yeah, because I thought about it because I was like, man, I actually have room for speakers for the first time ever because I won't have three monitors. I'll just have two. And uh, so yeah, they're 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 uh, on their way. So now when I boot up the computer. I'm gonna hear that. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's one of it's one of my favorite video game noises, to say the least. It definitely is up there. Um, we already talked about EA being well. We didn't talk too much about it. Uh, oh, just as a, EA no, is killing me, bro. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Here, this one's here's like three sentences. Here's the long short of it. EA comes back and says, "Hey guys, we're still totally gonna bring back microtransactions because people don't want uh, Darth Vader to be in different colors." Is essentially what they're saying. Nobody okay. wants a white or a pink Darth Vader. And so they said, so we're going to bring back the microtransactions. I'll be honest, I really don't want a white or a pink Darth Vader either, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, but does it really, but if somebody else did, would it really fucking bother you that much? Like, like is that the argument that you're going to use to bring back microtransactions like they're using them? Like, really? No, That's the one. I mean yeah, they yeah. said we want progression-based <laughs> microtransactions. Is pretty much what they said. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> be uh, Tencent. Uh, if you don't know what Tencent is, uh, look them up. Uh, you'll be surprised if you don't know about them because Tencent is one of the biggest companies on the planet. Uh, a Chinese company that controls <laughs> damn near everything <laughs> and buys up whatever the shit they want to buy up. Uh, and, uh, they actually have just, uh, recently got licensed to do PUBG in China. So they're the ones controlling PUBG for China. They're going to, they're going to regionalize it. So they'll change it to, you know, for whatever they need to have in China. I don't know what the fuck needs to happen over there. Um, but they're also going to do a mobile version. Hmm. How in the shit, even on the most beautiful power phones that we have, do you pull off PUBG in mobile format? How does that even look? Or like, what, is it, what does it encompass? It, it can't play like the game normally does. I would imagine it's like a third-person, like, thumb-driven shooter where, like, your character is, like, kind of off to the left and you just have everything else in front of you on the right and you just kind of move around. But it'll still be, like, stupid as fuck, I think. Like, I just thought about it because I was like, man, you're not going to have 100 people. I mean, they're having network problems already in China, so why not put it on the mobile network instead? I guess. I mean, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested just to see how they pull it off, and or how they even form well, I mean, it. I mean, Tencent's been doing like tons of like they've been porting like desktop games to phones. Like, I think they have a couple of like, League of Legends clones that are actually surprisingly competent. But like, even then, I don't really see PUBG as a mobile game. 
Does Tencent is Tencent uh, the one publishing the direct ripoffs of everything, or are they the ones trying to do things above board? Because China is the land of knockoff. Like there, there is no such thing as a real anything in China. Everything is is fake, all the time. Just completely fake. Uh, what, the, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's what I say in it's what I say in H one Z one and. and <laughs> Player that unknown. took a moment to register. I was just like, "What was that?" It's my, it's my Chinese. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It's not bad. Didn't you have that that chick teach you like one random string yeah. of, of, of Mandarin? Like half of its uh, half of its curse, cursing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, they're trying to become above board. Just um, from what I'm reading, they pretty much own like 10 percent of Elite Dangerous. They bought out Planet Coaster and stuff, and they've been bringing back like the Roller Coaster Tycoon stuff. So they've been picking up bigger name things and then like taking that experience to kind of like move up all of their other platforms. So, yeah, very, very large company, yes. like ridiculously Ooh. large, They're worth a ridiculous amount of money. I, we'll I didn't see what happens. I didn't even know about them until a few years ago. And then when I heard about them. I had the same reaction where I looked at them up and I saw how big they are. And I was like, holy shit, this company oh. is massive, yeah. like absolutely huge. A hundred and fifty China number one. Billion. China number one. Year. Holy shit. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? I want, you know what? I feel like owning Twitch in China. So I think I'm going to buy Twitch real quick uh-huh. and put it in China and put it on yeah. the phone. Speaking of Twitch, oh, thanks for that segue. segue. <laughs> Thank you for that easy segue. Um, was it last week we talked a little bit about, about Twitch's oddities? It was, did we talk about that on the I think on the we podcast? do that briefly every week, but yes, yeah. we did talk about it last week. Yeah. So it came to a head. It kind of came to a head in like a, in a roundabout way. Um, so there was a, a conversation, uh, that I saw panic involved with on Twitter with somebody, I won't mention their name, but somebody else at the time. Um, who was an ex-employee at Twitch saying that, you know, they're just commenting on the, the rapid admin changes at Twitch and how he can't recognize. <laughs> so just to put it in perspective, he did a bunch of stuff outside of Twitch before he went into Twitch and then he still does a bunch of stuff outside. He's probably like one of the most stand-up guys I know. So like I was actually surprised at the statement coming out of him because I'm like, you know what? I actually agree with it, and it's like not surprising. Mm. So, like, so yeah. So you talked about it, and 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 was just and and was kind of like making, giving a call out to streamers to kind of gauge how the streamers were feeling about some of the points that he had brought up or whatever. So that kind of conversation was going on, and then um, a member of my community tagged me in a uh, a tweet that linked to a Reddit post. That's the one that's in the document there, Jeff, if you're not already looking at it. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Um, where somebody checked out Glassdoor, which is, if you don't know what Glassdoor is, it's basically a review site for employers. It's by employees. companies. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an important website. We'll put it that much. It's not just some random website. That, you know, it's not hotornot.com from, like, fucking 2003 where you post a picture and find out if people find you mildly attractive or not. Glassdoor.com is a, is a legit website for this stuff. 
and he went on looking and um I think if you have well I think if you have an account you can actually track websites to see as reviews come in so like if you're looking for a potential yeah, so employer the way it works is if you want to review your employer you actually have to like register and then you write a review and then they'll vet it and put it up but they they you they pretty much go over all sorts of things from like average salary to like rating companies from like culture difficulty challenges like Howard's management like it's 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 very well done like um I actually whenever I'm whenever I've been doing job searches or market research, I go to Glassdoor as like mm. my first place to just get a bunch of initial info. Yeah. So, uh, this person, uh, goes there, um, I guess spurred by something just interested in, in this current state of Twitch, because even if you're of just a regular viewer, you're not a streamer, you're, you're not an employee. You're just a person that watches a lot of Twitch. Even people at that level are likely to have taken note to Twitch's odd behavior, not just not just not just mechanically, uh, but just the the odd behavior over the course of the last we'll call it year and a half, bordering two years, and it's not been a particularly positive trend in a lot of areas. Yes, good things have happened, but the trend has not been particularly positive. Even if you just looked at, um, if you're like me and you follow a lot of streamers or or my timeline, obviously because my profession, you get a lot of this stuff. But you get the general sediment going around, or sentiment, I should say, not sediment, this is not geology, um, going around on how people are just feeling about everything at any given time in regards to Twitch, and it's not been great. And so when this popped up, and I, I, I read the, uh, I went to the thing, did we put this in chat already for those who are looking to, to see it? No, I'll put this in chat for those who want to give it a peek Um... It started to make, and I think Panic said this is you know something similar. Everything that's been going on, if you read this and you and you read the reviews and what they're talking about, everything that's been happening to, as far as Twitch goes, it all kind of brings it into perspective. Like it makes sense now. Like I, I, the more I think about it, the more I just want to go off on it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, because I, um, so before the podcast, Adam and I were just sending topics back and forth. And then I was like, yeah, we should probably talk about the Twitch Glassdoor stuff. And I was literally like mentally fuming as I was walking home because I was just getting angrier and angrier <laughs> the more I thought about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll let it's, you guys talk about it first. It's, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, uh, I mean, I don't work for them directly. So I'm not, it's not like I'm upset about it. Um, but what I will say, like I, I just mentioned, when I, I went and I read as many of the reviews as I could on the page as well. I went. If you go through the comments in that thread, there are people that are using burn accounts on Reddit uh, that are also employees uh, that are adding to the the general thing. One of which was directly working with HR. He wrote a book. Oh my god! There, if you brutal. read that of what's going on, and it doesn't, it's not. None of it is going to. I'm going to tell you this right now. Nothing, nothing is likely to surprise anyone if you know this industry even a little bit. Like you just get a little taste, and you've heard us talk about the culture in uh, in here when we talked about, like for example, TwitchCon and whatnot. And Jeff was mentioning um, the the culture of of just like the parties and how they kind of uh, segment that stuff and 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 the the haves and the have nots and apparently that's and how they run the company too a pig yeah, apparently that's just how the company is also run despite the fact it's a multi-billion dollar company it's so. run like it's a high school 
And it's uh, and, and it's not only that, but for those who understand who have worked in companies of similar size uh, sizes, there seems to be a lot of silos, which is not a positive word eighty percent of the time in businesses, unless it's intentionally done for for very specific reasons. Which and also is a lot of management structuring oddities. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. Just go to ahead. kind of put it in perspective, I, I want to go a little bit on this. You guys can interrupt go for me it. as going. Absolutely. So. Um, my experience in general is very different from Adam and Jeff's, um, that, you know, they're streamers and they work with Twitch. Um, I've worked with stuff at Twitch and stuff, but I am like full on, I'm a corporate guy. Um, I worked at small companies. I worked at large companies. I've got family who, people who've like built startups from scratch and then sold them for millions of dollars. You know, I, I have a lot of friends and my network is literally like management consultants and stuff who do all this stuff for different companies. And I myself have been doing like hardcore development, engineering, you know, production, you know, systems for many large companies. Right now I'm at a very large multinational company. So reading this stuff and seeing how it's all like the management structure, how projects are happening, how the engineering team is doing stuff. It all of a sudden it was like. You know, when something's a little blurry and you're in the eye, you're getting an eye exam and they like move the little glass down. You're like, number oh, one. Oh, yeah. Now everything. Number one fucking, yeah. or number two. And it's like number everything one? friggin makes sense or now. Like and. It actually just really pissed me off because I was like, Twitch is like number one in their space right now. By miles. There's no. Yeah. By miles. <laughs> right. They got the they had the Amazon acquisition. They made tons of money from it. And. It was one of the largest opportunities to like, just like, you know, just run with it. And they could have done a lot of amazing things, but then listening to. I still to think have, they did. I still no, they think did, they've done a lot uh, of This is not to take away. This is not to take away that they, they've done good stuff, but just seeing the dysfunction and how they have it, all these problems we've been seeing, like with the website, the tech, you know, how things have been like, you know, confusing, like, you know, random crashes, all this other stuff. It all makes sense when you see how the management structure is. Um, and effectively, it's not unique to Twitch. It happens at a lot of places. They have like a startup mentality where, you know, we're going to disrupt something and, you know, we're going to build something. And for small companies, that works really well. And Twitch killed it with that, right? But then they grew to like the massive valuation with the Amazon acquisition and stuff. But the problem is they still have that, small startup mentality with the, we want to disrupt things, but it's gotten to the point where they're disrupting themselves while they're doing things. Like some of the engineering practices I was reading about physically pained me. Cause I'm like, these are things that like any competent engineer knows you have to have in order to deliver like a world-class product with world-class reliability. And that's the problem. Twitch needs to have that level of service now. And they're nowhere near that, especially when you see the kind of problems they've been having. Like I guarantee, like I've had our stream up while we're doing the podcast right now, and I've had to refresh it about seven times because it keeps pausing, saying network error, or a page will just randomly refresh, saying "Hey, error getting data," and then it's just going to sit there. And these are things that like world class sites like Twitch should not be having problems with. These are like basic infrastructure things that any first year engineering person should be able to resolve. And on top of that, they've got Amazon behind them, which is one of the largest infrastructure companies in the world. And from what a lot of this cultural stuff has been saying at the company is that the Twitch and Amazon merger has not been going well. It's like they have two separate companies like going in completely different directions internally. 
I thought that was problem. the I thought that was the plan from the start anyway. I, I thought that when the acquisition uh, acquisition happened, that they, Twitch was still going to operate on its own. Uh, no, no, no. Soul. Internal to internal to Twitch, they have Amazon people in Twitch now too. Like they have a like, CEO. Uh, like they have a standing. So they have Emmett right. On Twitch's side, and then they have a standing CEO of the Amazon product within Twitch, and and part it's like a segment, all the way down. yeah, like it's siloed the whole way down. So you have you have a huge section of internal to Twitch, not not Amazon, but internal to Twitch answering to Emmett, and then you have another silo that's going up the line of to Twitch. this of Twitch going Amazon. up the line into an Amazon guy, and they're obviously completely competing product ideas which explains why we have such a random assortment of features that just pop side, up out of fucking nowhere and on the other side again when twitch was a startup emmett running everything made sense it was a smaller company but now apparently emmett is running all the c-level positions more or less i was gonna say every c that exists and even the ones that just got made up randomly in the last couple of years emmett has got underneath his name at this company He's and the C for everything. Emmett's a smart guy. I've spoken to him a couple of times. He's always been great when I've <laughs> talked to him. But there ain't nobody on this planet who is smart enough to run all the C-level functions of Where's a billion-dollar company. Yeah, <laughs> on a billion-dollar company. It's just no. not physically possible. This is not possible. So it all it all just... It, 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 it makes was a, sense now. A super interesting look internally... Um, you know, to the website where, where, you know, Jeff and I make the majority of our living. Um, and, uh, interesting in that, in that we're living in very interesting times, right? For this, in, for this industry, because <clears throat> it goes to show, it goes to show that, um, that, in this industry, uh, and others as well, but in this industry, it, it, it just seems to be more the case where once you've hit critical mass, um, it takes an awful lot to take you down. Yep. Like an awful lot to, to, to take the legs out from underneath of you because, um, the, the amount, the amount of money being generated by Twitch is staggering absolutely staggering you know the average viewer probably like they might have an idea but the amount of money that that twitch and some of the top streamers are making on twitch is absolutely insane like there's nothing it, wrong with that i don't have no, a problem with no, people there, no rich. no i and i'm not saying there is but what i'm saying what I'm, what I'm saying is there's all this money being made and it's being it's it's being i'm gonna call it organized chaos right now at Twitch. Uh, barely organized chaos. And, um... No, it's not even organized. I, well, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it's just... Well, it's chaos. Guys, guys, it's, it's, I mean, chaos. okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. You know, we, we read it, we read a post on a website, and we're, we're jumping to conclusions. Um, you know, we, we don't know what it's actually like back there. We don't know if this person that wrote had had a bad experience or if he really even does work for Twitch. Um, we, he or she, uh, we no, don't we're know. Talking, the, the guy on Twitter was the guy that worked for Twitch. Panic knows the guy who did the one post way, on Reddit doesn't work for, for one way or for, another. Uh, Twitch. We don't work there. We, you know, some guy writes something on the internet. 
We don't know what his deal is. We don't know if he got fired. We don't know if he left. We don't know if he got in a fight with somebody. We don't know anything. Um, so, you know, of course, that doesn't mean we have to uh, disregard what information that we get. But it most certainly doesn't mean that we sit here and we jump to conclusions on how things are ran. Now, it is safe to say that they do have their problems. I mean, it's 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 evident. We see it on a daily basis on Twitch. But at the end of the day, you know, we are in an atmosphere and we are in an industry that are ran by young people. And the, a lot of those young people are fresh out of college or university or neither or is a friend of a friend um, manages to get their, their foot in the door. And, um, you know, it is it is a, a old an old boys club. You know, it, it is a uh, an environment where it's who, you know, it's how long you've been in the game. And um, that's just the way it is. You know, who's back? You're scratching. Uh, trust me, I there I have had many benefits, um, not only just throughout streaming, but just in entertainment in general um, on people that I know. In fact, you know, there are there are. Uh, YouTubers and streamers out there um, that deserve to get paid. I shouldn't say that. Uh, there, there are there are streamers and YouTubers out there that I guess for what I get paid to do certain things, um, they they should. In terms of just in numbers, I don't want to diminish my value um, because I think I do a great job with sponsors and and um, and things like that. So I I mean I have my value and I know it and I won't take anything less. But I will say in terms of just a number standpoint, um, I have received and I'm not just saying on Twitch, I'm not just saying with Twitch, but I'm talking about in the space in general, YouTube sponsorships, um, events being flown out to events, um, you know, even things of uh, with riot and things just of in the past. Um, it's all about who, you know, and if you know the right people, those people know the right people and opportunities present themselves. And that is just the nature of business in general. That's why a lot of people, even in Fortune 500 companies, um, you know, they it, it is a lot of the time who you know, and not necessarily the degree you have or anything like that. And it's even more so in this industry because it is ran and created by young people, and these people do not have the traditional business sense. And they also have a type of swagger or a type of um, um, which is terrible for engineering. It, yeah. And hey, and it's the truth. You know, yeah. it is the truth. But the reality of it is, is Twitch wouldn't be what Twitch is if we didn't have those type of inexperienced or or over the top or um, pushing the envelope type people behind it. We we always look at the bad and we should, but we also need to realize that if some stickler from Amazon was running all of Twitch, it would become even more corporate than what it is. A lot of the things that we get probably wouldn't happen. And, uh, you know, we, we, we take the good with the bad. And I'm not about to sit here and go on another, you know, shit fest on Twitch because we are, we have already aired out our dirty laundry on the things that we don't like about the site. I mean, I think every even a viewer, a streamer, everybody understands some of the fundamental issues with Twitch. But to sit here and talk about the inners and how they really work when we really don't know. And I can tell you guys and I work with Twitch much more than both of you. I can tell you from the experience that I've had. These guys have been nice. They have but paid. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, they though. Have, you, know, you work with the you work with the business side. I'm not discounting that. 
I know tons of Twitch engineers and I've talked with them and we've had discussions. So for, again, from the business side, you're a hundred percent correct. I completely agree with you on that. But from the engineering side, it's a completely different story. Well, we know that, yeah. and, we, and we've already discussed that on yeah. several different occasions. Uh, what what is wrong with with the site, yeah. um, engineering wise? And you know, maybe that does stem a so, little bit from the incompetence, if you want to say, from the developers. I mean, you know, if it's rude for me to say that, I, I don't know. Obviously, there's something going on there. Um, but they they also do a lot of things right, and yeah. they have innovated and done a lot of things right as well. So I, you know, it does make sense that maybe there are two powers say, that be I that are butting stubborn. heads. I wouldn't say incompetent. It's probably more stubbornness than anything. Like there you go, like, yeah. and, and that's what I was getting at. Where yeah. where people are butting heads, and and maybe maybe Emmett is saying, "Hey, it's my baby. I'm gonna run it this way." And maybe somebody at Amazon is saying, "Hey, we bought you. You're going to do what we want," or we don't know. And it, that might not even be the case. It it really might not be the case. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that is posted up in here. And, you know, you know, in terms of like people hooking up and stuff at at work, I don't get a whole bunch of all that. You get a whole bunch of young people together and things go and things happen. It's like that at any workplace. When I was a server, you know, people would be, you know, screwing around or dating coworkers. And when you're in an an industry where young people are are the bosses, there's a lot of money thrown around. um, There's a lot of egos you know listen there's a lot of egos in this industry um and there's a lot of great people that are super down to earth and 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 are the complete opposite um but do i believe that it's like a fucking you know a a fraternity like a frat house and people are fucking all over the place i mean i don't believe any of that shit i i think that's all fud um and and i'm not buying it for a second but for sure i i can see from the issues up in the front that there probably is some heads budding somewhere in there, and maybe even the employees don't know exactly who to, uh, you know, bring issues to or get answers from or whatever. But once again, this is speculation um, from from a post on a glass, you know, whatever. Well, no, the, effectively the main reason why Adam brought this up also um, is from Glassdoor. It's aggregated from like tons of people from last year to this year. Like the aggregate ratings for Twitch pretty much tanked. Like Twitch last year, everyone was like, Twitch is awesome. All the people working there was like, great. And then to this year, it's like a lot of people have left. A lot of people have actually gone because they're sick of the kind of, and things have been going down. So their ratings have been kind of tanking. And a lot of like engineering people who have been wanting to go to Twitch are kind of just like, I don't know if I necessarily want to go there anymore. So they're they're running into a problem where they're going to run into, they're going to lose like the senior brain people who want to like actually do engineering and stuff because they're going to be like, I don't necessarily want to go work there. It's so difficult and complicated. I mean, at the, at the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, having, having been a streamer and knowing and having conversations with all manner of people that have been at the startup of this shit. Just like Machinima, Adam, same deal we did. We well, went through it with Yeah, them. but it's the whole, the whole, it's the whole industry. And I, yep. I know we like to casually talk about how it's the old boys club and we've always talked about it. Well, I'm going to keep fucking talking about it until some shit fucking changes because if we don't talk about it, then nothing like anything else is never going to fucking change. The problem is Twitch, like Machinima, like TGS like anyone that we've ever literally ever interacted with in this industry since we started in 2010, it's nepotism. 
The whole fucking lot of it is nepotism. It is friends hiring other friends, whether or not they're actually, like, fucking skilled enough at the task in which they're being placed in part of. Many people being hired to fill a role that they never actually do anything for. They're just kind of there, wandering the halls, getting paid, whatever, because they're a friend of somebody. And like you said, it's because every this is a young industry. But here's the thing, though, too. I want to hang out with my friends at work. The, this, if this, here's the thing now, too. It's a young industry, but young young is starting to get stretched now. Because it was young for sure when you, when we started this all back in 2010. But the average age is climbing is climbing quick because we're seven years deep. We can't keep saying that this is a young industry for another fifteen fucking years and say everyone involved in the industry is is you know eighteen female from California and looking to fuck. Like we can't say we can't say that for the the rest of time. There's a point in time in which the people running these com- these companies and Emmett's not like a fucking spring chicken. You know the dudes the dudes not like twenty four years old heading up this company, and many other people at the top aren't, aren't, aren't all that young either. I mean, DJ Wheat motherfucker's gonna be uh, as, as gray as, the, as, as he could possibly get here pretty soon. The dude's not young either anymore. Uh, not everyone at the top that's, that's making these decisions are young people. They're people that should have um, uh, like some fucking decorum and 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 some maturity it's nice to be have to be able to be relaxed right because it's the modern age and we don't necessarily want to go to an office with a suit and tie so that we can sit at a desk where nobody ever fucking sees us but we're still wearing a suit and tie anyway and be in our cubicle and do our job and talk at the water cooler about the fucking football game and then go home and pencil push for another 364 days of the year like it's cool that we don't have to do that anymore but there are there is a point in time in which startup companies like Panic was just describing, uh, and it's happened many times before. It happened to YouTube, happened to Facebook, happened to Twitter. It's going to happen to uh, anything that you will ever take part of, specifically in, in internet culture. There becomes there comes a time where you ha- where you leave company puberty. You have to. You, you get you get pat you have to get past it, or you die earlier than you would otherwise. You eventually, need to bring like when you're a startup. <clears throat> Again, you have a lot of leeway. A lot of people wear different hats. It's it's a very it's a very chaotic time, and that's that's fine because that actually gives startups a lot of agility to get things done because they need to because they have to keep bringing in that seed money, that funding, keep going to the next step. Eventually. Again, it's kind of like when you're driving and, you know, the clutch has to catch a gear and, you know, so you can actually get up to speed. Eventually, you need to bring in experienced management, experienced technical people to take over roles that other people might have been handling in the startup. And that's a, that's a very difficult transition to make because a lot of people will be like, no, this is my baby. I, I made this part. This is my thing. But they don't necessarily have the experience to, you know, they might be managing a team of like three or four developers. It's very different from managing a tech organization of like 50, 60 people or even a couple of hundred people, you know. So in Twitch's case, they've scaled up. They like tech problems like this, when they scale up, they get infinitely more complicated. So yeah, you might have people who might know pieces of it very well, but they're not equipped to manage the larger picture of it. So that's kind of where you need, like Jeff was saying earlier, you need some of the more old school people who understand, you know, the processes and kind of like the formal stuff, because those processes were built up over long periods of time to prevent problems, to keep things smooth, to keep things operating. 
And for a larger company like Twitch, because Twitch can't really say, oh, we're a small company anymore. They're massive. Um, they need to have a lot of these processes and controls in place to help the company run smoothly. And they don't have that right now. And we don't even know uh, in the back end of things if the devs are, are even asked to change some of these things or fix some of these issues. Um, uh, we so don't know where the focus the, is. Well, based on the people I've talked to on the tech pipeline for stuff, um, if they want to release like a new major feature, um, and some a lot of developers are going to cringe when I say this. Um, I've heard, and again, I'm not 100% sure, but they have to freeze or hold the entire site because they don't have different environments that are really properly set up to do testing and stuff. They're not so they're running kind of things doing, in parallel for testing. Yeah, they're kind of doing things live by the seat of their pants, so they kind of have to freeze large portions if they want to release one feature. So like, if they do something over here, they have to like hold everything steady here, and for a large code base like Twitch, that's really bad. Um, for any sort of code base, that's really bad, and that's like really poor development form. Um, and there's just a lot of stuff that they aren't doing like developer wise and tech wise, that's like kind of accepted standards for doing things well. You know, they're not using the standard production methods. They're kind of building everything themselves and startups do that. They'll build their own tech and then go forward. But eventually it gets to the point where you have to be like, there are people who've done individual pieces of this better than we can. And you kind of have to use like open standards to do things. Cause otherwise you're, it just becomes like a monster that you can't maintain. And tons of companies have had this problem um, two companies ago when I was um, working for another um, trading software company, their software was ancient from like 20, 30 years old, impossible to maintain. So like, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of the larger companies now, they're trying to standardize and do all these, you know, special things. But Twitch is actually still maintaining, we're going to do everything ourselves. And that's been causing them a lot of problems. Yeah, it's just, and it's all just, you know, like Jeff said, we've already, we've already talked about yeah. what we, what we like and don't like about Twitch before. So that's not, wasn't the point of bring, uh, of bringing this, uh, this up at all. The, the conceptually, it was just to, to, uh, yeah. highlight that, uh, this stuff lines up very well with what we've been seeing specifically in the last year from a technical standpoint, it all makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, just, everything just became clear I'm like, as oh, to why all of this stuff is going down. And it would be, it would be, it would be great from somebody who is a partner on on the website to see them make changes so that these things don't get worse. Because the tech issues have been getting worse; they've not been getting better. Now the video player just up and fucking literally disappears. Like we've gone yeah. from some buffering issues to worse buffering issues, to uh, to black screens, to now the video player just up and fucking disappears yeah, entirely. There's, some, there's definitely some problems. For so, sure. like, it just, like, things have just kind of been getting, but the scarier thing is that they keep adding features. So the the the, the monster's getting bigger. I don't think I don't think that's a dev issue. I think that's just a decision making issue. That's uh, a product um, management. Well, that's, yeah, everyone, that's somebody, everyone screws that up. Somebody up top yeah. is. I mean, it's not the engineer sitting there going, "Hmm, I wonder what we should do today. Let's just yeah. randomly go over and make Kappa pets. Let's just go fucking do that shit." Like that's not how it goes down. Somebody at the top is going, "All right, guys, uh, we just had a meeting." We had our Monday meeting, we sat down, we, we had uh, our cappuccinos, and we talked about the fact that we want to add these 14 randomly assorted fucking things to the website by uh, fall of this year. Uh, have fun. And then, and then the engineers the have to make of, yeah. that 
actually happen, but the they don't get to go, hey, called, that's a bad idea. Yeah, the premise of that's actually called tech debt. It's like a com- It's a pretty common thing that we have. Like my company that I work at right now, we have tons of tech debt. It's effectively saying, oh, we need to do a bunch of things in some time frame. We're going to have to cut some corners to kind of make them all fit in and work. So we'll go back and clean it up later. That go back and clean it up later, you know, is some element of work that has to be done. And usually what will happen, and it happens everywhere, not just Twitch. It's, it's just, just a fact of life. Those little bits of we need to clean it up later kind of get thrown into the corner and they'll just keep stacking and stacking up. And then eventually you'll be like, oh, looks like my shit. desktop with all my icons. <laughs> yes. And eventually I'll you'll look at that. Eventually. You just, you just, you keep, you're like, you just ah, I'll throw it all in a folder. And eventually you put it in a folder. Yeah. You put that folder somewhere and then you do it again. <laughs> so effectively what's happened to Twitch is they've got about like 20 monitors worth of icons right now. <laughs> And they're kind of like, and they're kind of just like, you know what, maybe, maybe (laughs) what I'm going to do is instead of cleaning up some of this, um, let me just make another folder and then get another monitor. Can't see it. Not a problem. Yeah. So that, that's why you're there. seeing, that's kind of why you're seeing all the tech problems on the site right now. Is this, they've been rolling out a lot of new stuff. And again, some of the stuff's pretty damn cool, but at the same time, like you have to pay that tech debt back eventually. Yeah. So hopefully we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, it pulls it off. But yeah, it was very, uh, very interesting to say the least. Uh, yeah. Intriguing for sure to to see hopefully that shift in the last year. Uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah, definitely just brought some some clarity to it. And it just all it did was just ring true to everything Jeff and I have experienced for seven years. This is literally all it did. It just is just it made more sense. I had just hoped that 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 Twitch had kind of gotten up and above that at this point. I thought we had, we had moved beyond that. Apparently not, but that's fine. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Uh, maybe, you know, DJ's son will take over the company at some point and then uh, everything will be solved. Problem will be, will, will be solved. So movies and, and, uh, and TV and, and everything else. Movies. So... <laughs> Uh, Infinity War trailer hit. Ooh. Oh, that was so good. Oof. It was a pretty good trailer. Pretty good. Pretty that good. Was awesome. <laughs> it's pretty good. It was fantastic. Um, I, I thought it was amazing. I yeah, think I no, watched it, it well like done. six or seven times. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Got it in there. Yeah, and then I went on YouTube and I watched all my favorite movie reviewers do a, a reaction to the trailer. So I think really? I've probably seen the trailer about 10 to 15 times. Not Not bad. Yeah. Not not bad. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah, it was a good. It was a it was a good trailer. Um, I'm not even a, a super big you know superhero movie guy anymore, but it still it still you know got me, you know, kind of excited. Um, Thanos looks like a soccer dad, but other than that, everything else. He looks a bit like Homer if you like were to color his face yellow. He looks like he's got Botox. He's very yeah. his face is very That's like weird. Yeah. Like real and like and and like it's 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 pretty normal for for uh, heroes or villains in these movies that are in that kind of like amount of makeup slash CG to change over time. Uh, they flipped a they they flipped a light switch entirely. They went zero to one hundred on that on that question change. Is, what's going on with Cap's hair? Great, it's getting in his eyes. It's not yeah. tactically sound. 
Yeah. I saw him like running. I'm like, oh he's my God, he's got hair. He's got a hair. Got a beard, and, everything. Everybody's got beards. Yeah. It's a new thing. I think thing. the most satisfying thing, which actually was sad for me, was um, when you just see Thanos standing there and he just drops the stone into the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And then you just see Iron Man buckle like a sack of bricks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he says, uh, he says some dope ass line. Yeah. He, he talks about like uh, he, he has no fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, what? He does it. He says a sick line. And uh, wow. yeah, he's like, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have fun like destroying everything, but uh, you know, oh, I'm gonna have to find the quote now. But he says it puts a smile on his face. Just the way he said something, I was like, ooh, that's that's a badass line. It's like he's not having fun, but you know, putting these little fucking gems in his glove and punching <laughs> someone in the face just puts a smile on his face. Like, it, 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 the way he said whatever he said, it was pretty dope. I was like, okay, I like Josh Josh Brolin a lot. I think yeah. he's gonna crush it. Um. Yeah, I, I think he he looks a little weird, but Thanos always looks weird. He's he's like a big um, purple dude. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But except now he's more um, like this, a mauve. And this is part one. <laughs> there's two parts to Infinity War, right? So of course, um, there's you can't part just one have and part one. Two. Yeah, get a, so you we'll gotta make multiple. But it does it looks it, it looks good? Uh, you know the music that they've been using for these movies, where they get to play it over and over again for the nostalgia feel. You know they got that in there at the end when they and then they 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 do like the oh, surprise. Here's yeah. Chris Pratt. <laughs> he's no, you guys. Their, he's that here was too. Their money shot I, or not? Their money shot was them all running together like yeah. in yeah, slow yeah, the, the, like the, 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 the Baywatch with the cap hair like flaying. Yeah, the Baywatch that, that scene dope. and just uh, Chris Evans and um. <laughs> yeah, he says uh, he says uh, fun's not something one considers when balancing the universe, and then uh, but it puts a smile on my face, and then he like punches fucking uh, Iron Man. Iron, Iron Man. Man. I'm like, Damn, that was hard as nails. Yeah, Dude, he just punches him. Sorry, and the, and the way break. the uh, the stone went into it went yeah. into his glove, it was pretty cool. Like it like oh, yeah. popped right in there, and just you see like it power up a bit and just smashed him. So like, the, okay, this is this the is cool. lore behind that glove, isn't it? In the comic books, he at one point he actually has it complete, and then like is it world? Eater Hulk or one some shit that takes him out. Like what the hell was the? So each of the stones, like Thanos, like each of the stones stand for a different element of something. It's yeah. like time, uh, something, something, soul, whatever. And all those letters put different together powers. actually spell. Yeah, like all of them spelled together Thanos. Ah, okay, okay. It's like time, soul. Um, what I don't even know all of them. Yeah, so I think it looks Mind. great. I think it's yeah. gonna be awesome. I can't wait for it. Um, we're still gonna get like uh, the um, the Black Panther movie beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only other. I think that's the last one before we actually get that one. Right? I'm pretty sure. That looks like it's not going to be that bad either. The black the Black Panther. I movie? think it'll be good. Uh, yeah, the I Black Panther movie. Good. I think is gonna be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But yeah, no, two thumbs up. Oh, pardon me, two thumbs up. I thought uh, I thought it looked great. Um, for colorblind people, Hellboy, who coincidentally looking a little bit like Thanos, reboot coming in 2019. So I guess they've slated they set that the date and everything. Yeah, they've set the date for it. Um, I think we talked a little bit about the changes that they're doing with this whole reboot thing uh, before, but I can't remember. Were we thumbs up or thumbs down on what they're doing with Hellboy? Uh, it was a, you know, it's, it's whatever. I'm not like overly excited, but I'll definitely go check it out. I would have been okay with them continuing the original set or doing a new one. Um, they haven't, they haven't done wrong by the franchise in either way, shape or form. Yeah. They've always been good movies. So sure. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, lots of people still salty about Ron Perlman, uh, uh, not being 
I mean, he's getting old, right? So it's true. He is. No. But I mean, you know, uh, you got to figure. If they create a franchise, then he would have to be signed on probably for like six years. Mm. It would just be. Uh, it's just not going to happen. I mean, with a head that big, though, really, can you die? Is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> you just die harder. Yeah. That dude has got a refrigerator on his head, like just the biggest. Yep. Like, can you it looks like, like a mini fridge? He he looks <laughs> like one of those guys that if he if oh you, my like if you dude. fought him, the odds of knocking him out seems impossible because his head is literally dude, just that big. You know what his head looks? You know what his head looks like? Those <laughs> those um those rectangle bricks in Mario that come down and smash you. Oh, like as you're walking the, underneath the it, and, thump, and it, oh, the, the one with the face with the spiky yeah, thing, yeah, with the face oh, thing, and it's like, Go-dum! oh, what are they called? Uh, the, um, and it goes down. That's what that's what his face looks. like. That's what his head looks ah, like. Ah, what it's are like those one of called? Those. Yeah, no, totally, I get you. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. That's it. Um, but uh, yeah, I always thought that. I looked at him. I was like, man, this dude's got a meat stick for a freaking head. Like it is just monstrous. Thwomp, that's it. The Thwomps. There you go. That's that's the name of him. Yeah, he looks like a Thwomp. Best name for him. He looks like a Thwomp. Do you think it would be like, if your head and your jaw and everything is just so much bigger, do you think it actually does make it harder for you to knock knock the the person out? I don't know. I think I think a weak chin is a weak chin. You look at Brock Lesnar, that guy gets hit and he just wants the fuck. He he doesn't like getting hit. Can't take a punch, so you just never know. It's true. People just have glass chins. I think do. everyone has some certain angle, direction, force that if you hit them, they'll crumple. Mm. And ain't nobody want to fight. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try it out. I'm ain't, not going to like sign no, up for that. No, ain't nobody want to actually hit Ron Perlman. He's a very nice man. He's a very nice man. And if he just he tra- if he just nice if he just fell round. on you and went head first, you were dead anyway. So it didn't make it wouldn't, it wouldn't make a damn difference. You'd knock him out, and then his head would crush your soul. <laughs> Just disappear into the mists. Daisy Ridley apparently wants out after episode nine. Mm, Don't blame her. That. <laughs> you pretty much said I signed up for three movies. I'm doing three movies and that's yeah, it. Yeah, you know what yeah. though? You know, I you know, I wouldn't be mad if that happens oh. because I, I, I don't want six movies of Daisy Ridley. And no, I, I don't want six God, movies of anyone. I don't want I oh, well, I'd be honest, I don't want six movies of a female star uh in Star Wars. And I'm I don't mean that in, in any way against female. I think she did phenomenal in episode seven. I mm-hmm. think she's gonna do great throughout this entire series. But I don't want Star Wars to be some sort of like, you know, I, I know they're empowering women and, you know, more women are going to the theater and it's great. Uh, but I would love to have some dude, uh, you know, back. I don't know. Maybe if she's a Skywalker, maybe she isn't. This is something we're going to find out. But I would like to see Skywalker back in or, or, or you know, some strong male Jedi or Sith Lord or something. Um, after it, I think three movies of, of this is going to be fine for me. I'm sure she'll show up in many, many years down the road, but I'm just that that's where I stand. I know it sounds, I know it sounds mean, but it's just how, it's just how I feel. I, I I hope they um, do a different story. I don't want to see the same characters again. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. I think Daisy Ridley, I, she's, she's gorgeous. I think she's going to continue to do great. Um, I think she'll be part of the Star Wars universe forever, no matter what. She's 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 in there now, so we'll see her in one way, shape, or form. This could either be a a uh, a marketing or um, a a um, agent play where they're they're getting ready to renew contracts. They are she already signed on for three movies. They're done filming the second um, or the the eighth is coming out here. Um, they're not done the ninth yet. I don't think. 
Um, so this is so, her signaling, uh, I want to do more work after this nine. Could be, this, it could be two things. It could be her going, I don't want to be known as the girl from Star Wars forever. Although yeah. you're part of Star Wars, it's going to be hard to get away from that. Yeah. Uh, secondly, this could just be, hey, if you want to sign me on for three more movies or even a fifth or a fourth movie, you're going to have to pay me an insane amount of money because mm. you know for sure they got her on the cheap, cheap, cheap when yep. they sign her on. And I'm sure she got a nice kickback from the box office. I'm sure the price has gone up exponentially from episode eight and nine. But I'm telling you, if she, they want her, if they want her to star in it, um, they're gonna have to pay her a lot of money. And you know what? Money talks, bullshit walks. She can go ahead and say she don't want to be part of it. But if you have sixty, seventy million dollars dangling in front of you, and you can continue to ride off into the sunset, just like Harrison Ford, I would be surprised. Come back. Exactly. You know, it is what it is. Something as powerful as yep. uh, as Disney, as Star Wars. And and also, it's not even just Disney. It's the fans and the yeah. diehard fans of Star Wars. She's got to deal with the pressure of walking away from from fans. And you know that those fans will make or break you. They It, yep. it will be of them supporting everything that you do from here on out, no matter what. Yep. Or literally shit on everything you touch because you're the one who walked away from their true love and that is Star Wars. So whether, you know, whether she wants to or not, she's going to have the pressure not only from Disney, but of the fans that are saying, listen, episode nine ended. That's what that's it. What 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 happens next? You're just going to you're going to leave us here. You know, we, we we love your character. What's going on here? This isn't fair. This is bullshit. You know, bring George Lucas back. What are you doing? Why would you do this? Why would you even sign up if you weren't willing to make this part of your life? You know, when you join Star Wars, this is your life calling, right? Whether you want it or not. Harrison Ford fell into that trap. He fucking hated yep. doing it, yep. but he was forced to do it. He was yep. known as Han Solo no matter where he went. He got and in he, a lot of those franchises where he got stuck, like Indiana Jones. 100%. Also, like, he's just like, 100%. Luke Skywalker, uh, same thing. Uh, you know, uh, Princess Leia, same thing. These guys, and, and you, when you are part of the actual episodes and they're following your character for three plus movies, we're talking multi billion dollar films, each one on the most diehard. You can't name another franchise that has the pull of Star Wars. I mean, you, there, it doesn't exist. It just doesn't. There, there's, there's, it's. It doesn't exist. It makes Lord of the Rings look like shit. It makes, uh, you know, Star Trek aggressive. look like shit. No, it does. No, it, it does. I wouldn't in say it makes them look like shit. Oh, come no, on. No, in terms of sheer... In terms of pull. Yeah, and in terms of... In terms of how diehard fans are, how big of a culture Star Wars is, how massive the movies are. I mean, yeah, Lord of the Rings is huge, and if they came out with another Lord of the Rings, it would be it would be a billion-dollar movie for sure. But we're talking, this is, this is, I'm not saying that there aren't those people for Lord of the Rings, but you cannot compare the two. I mean, we are on, uh, we're on another strat, you're, you're, you're on another planet, literally, and with pun included, you know, (laughs) it's just another level. So Star Wars is the show far, far away. It is the show. You know, I think Lord of the Rings is probably next in line as, as the thing that people are like, you know, I'm die, die hard. So she's got to make a decision. Sounds like she's just playing. Why would you even say that? Why in the fuck would you even come out? The sweetheart that she is. Because she is. She's fucking. Did you watch the thing that uh, 
uh, Vogue did or something with the 21 building, questions with building her. Building the Lego thing and doing oh, it. Oh, man, yes. she is just, I yep. mean, I, would, I wouldn't leave an inch out, okay? She is absolutely <laughs> amazing, all right? Yeah. She's, she's gorgeous. She's well-spoken. She is everything, okay? And for her to come out and go to the media before episode eight and say, um, I, you know, I signed up for three movies. I mean, she didn't even say I'm, I'm done. She didn't say that in anywhere. She just said, I, I only signed up for three movies and I would be happy, you know, walking away um, if, if, you know, if that's the case. So I don't see her going anywhere unless Disney decides they're going to kill her off um, or I feel like they might do like a whole thing where they do like like from the sounds of it, it's like they kind of want to keep trilogies as trilogies. So they might have the characters come back for cameos and stuff later. But I feel like Disney is going to be like, here's here's a here's a you know a story together, and then they'll take a little break and they'll, and they'll do a bunch of other movies in the middle, and then they'll just do another trilogy. So I feel like she, I I, I kind of felt like she was alluding to the fact that like they've only really signed us on for three movies, so we're kind of like have like a whole thing planned out. But after that, I'm, I'm probably going to do other things type of mentality. Yeah. And I'm OK with following yeah. new characters, too. You know, Star Wars is such a huge universe. Star Wars is Star Wars. Um, there's so many stories that they could tell and they don't need to just do it with the side movies. They can they after each trilogy can be new characters and they, there can be callbacks to old characters and run into them and, you know, things like that. It'll keep things fresh. But of course, diehard fans get attached. They just get attached to these characters and it just becomes part of their life. You know, they have every doll. They have every. They're at every uh, convention. They, it, it's just the way she goes. I mean, when you sign up for Star Wars, it, she even said, you know, even when I signed up, I wasn't expecting. You know, uh, I don't. I'm paraphrasing, but she was. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be this uh, as big as it as it was. It's come on, Ridley. Come on, you you didn't know that you weren't going to be part of the biggest franchise ever, and you're going to be the star. Come on, don't. Don't don't underplay that shit. I think from her from her perspective, it was probably more along the lines of she has some absolutely massive boots to fill, right? Yep. So from an actor for an effort an actress you know, from her perspective, yeah, the original trilogy uh is is really what everyone is gonna compare these movies to. Nobody's gonna compare them to the fucking prequels. Like it just no. it doesn't happen. The prequels don't exist. For all intents and purposes. So you're getting directly compared to, especially because, especially because in the prequels, obviously, we didn't really get, we didn't really see, you know, Han or Luke or, or Leia. And now in these movies, all of a sudden they're put in there. So not only is she going to get compared to the originals, but she's also alongside the people that made, you know, the franchise what it is. And so for her... Saying that, I can't imagine that she was thinking to herself, I don't think this movie's going to do all that fucking well. I, I don't think that's what she was saying. It's probably more along the lines of, you know, she didn't expect herself to become, along with the movie, this fucking titan that she now is, because Ray as a character is just... Yeah. Fucking, is huge. It's absolutely huge. So that's probably more... I have to imagine that's where she was going with it. And I could understand why, 100%. Like, as an as an actor trying to, like, come in... And imagine Johnny probably feels the same way, going, holy shit, I'm Dude, gonna he have... was, like, screaming, like, super excited. He's like, I got it! Star Wars. Oh, yeah, well, he's super excited for it. But in his mind, like, can you imagine, like, the odds of, like, him thinking to himself, I'm gonna be as big as Han Solo. Like, nobody's going to think... 
to themselves, I'm going to be as big as Han Solo. I'm going to be as big as Luke Skywalker. Um, I mean, and, and I mean, for me, as as a uh, as I, I did enjoy episode um, episode seven. I did. Um, I was one of the guys that, as much as I enjoyed the spectacle and everything, it still I couldn't get. I, it was hard for me to get over the fact that it was literally the first fucking movie over again, almost to a T. Well, for better or worse, it was me, an awesome watch. It was amazing. Fucking super happy. And I'm, I'm happy that this this movie coming is unlikely to be anything related to anything for, else. I want something new for episode. It's eight. going to be new, which is the best part of it. However, that being said, I guess somebody going to call me a bit of a hypocrite on this because I'm looking most forward to seeing Mark Hamill on the fucking screen for this thing for more than three seconds, pensively looking off into something. the distance. Words are going to leave his mouth in this movie. It's going to happen. And, um, you know, I I think I'm the the most excited for that. Uh, More than anything else, uh, as much as I enjoy Star Wars, uh, I attach the vast majority of my love for it to the original trilogy. And so watching it and seeing uh, Hamill uh, be back into it is going to be quite something. And I'm sure I'll enjoy the rest of the series that comes out because it's always going to be a fun movie to watch. But... um, but yeah, I don't know about you how how you guys feel. For me though, I will say my number one reason for why I want to see this movie other than it being obviously another Star Wars movie is because Hamill is going to be far more involved in this one. Hoping Hamill was like, "Hey guys, why is my script only 4 pages?" <laughs> yeah, well, those Hamill, are rookie numbers. Hamill he said he up. did not like the direction that that they were going with his character and he was pretty pissed off about it, but he committed to it and he said it ended up, you know, working. Um, for for what they were going for for the movie, so we will see uh, what happens uh, in episode eight. I've already got my tickets, and uh, oh yeah, got my tickets already. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. Adam, I'm, are you leaving I, the house? I'm salty because I found out about the pre-sale too late last year. I heard about it way ahead of time. This time, I heard about it after it started, and so I I didn't get rip. <clears throat> so I won't be on on opening. No, I'll have to uh, I'll have to are wait. You gonna a leave bit. your house within like a day or two? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, so we'll 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 have that for sure. But yeah, obviously I want to I want to see it, and I'm gonna have to avoid spoilers like the fucking plague. Yep. But um, sub mode only. Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah. get into uh, let's get into technical alpha. Let's get these. All right. Done. Tech support. Or yeah, tech support. Sorry. Let's, go, let's get I'm into tired. technical alpha. Yeah. Let's get- <laughs> what have we been doing for the past few hours? Who is this technical alpha anyway? Um, hacker known as Tech Alpha. Yeah, the hacker known as Technical Alpha. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, while you guys look at some questions, I will say uh, shout out to everyone who's been giving us reviews on iTunes. We're getting even closer, slowly, but we're getting closer to the hundred review uh, mark. We're awfully damn close now, so we really appreciate that. It's going to help us uh, out a lot anytime. Uh, if, if you do have a moment and, and you can uh, rate us there on iTunes is always a good thing or rate us anywhere where you have the ability to rate us is always uh, a good thing to do and then just tell somebody if you like the show maybe they'll like mm. it too and uh, let them know they can head on over to technicalalpha.audio and get all the information they could ever need right there on the website including uh, you know listen you, to uh, uh, some of the shows can you click that email link for me Adam what link is that one that says that my device is logging in. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, so there's not many. There's not very many questions. 
Um, there you go. Let's go with uh, let's go with Nob here. Um, seems like we never answered a question from him. He's that a ten dollar supporter. Um, he said, "If you were a rapper, what would your stage name be?" House. House. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck mine. I, for all, I'd be Cracker. All right. So how about this? How about you go to my rap name generator? Sal- Saltines. That's my your, rap put, name. Saltines. Saltines. <laughs> I'm going to put my name in a generator, so I'm going to put... Uh, MyRapName.com or something? Uh, yeah, MyRapName.com. I'm going to put in Maximus B, so here we go. S- suggest name. So my rap name is going to be Jazz MB Daddy. Jazz MB... What are you, a rapper from like the late 80s? Yeah, it's I don't like it. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and just do this again. I'm gonna resuggest. Oh shit. My name is Ice Adam A. Ooh, oh. I like it. Ice yeah. Adam A. Uh so I did two. I did one with Panic and one with Tabeen. The first one I got Jam Tabeen T Doom. Ooh. <laughs> That's a bit of a mouthful. And then the second one is uh PA Smirk. My second one is N Nova Pockets. All right, this is mine right here. What does that, that goes even mean? Your, dude, that goes with your khaki shorts with your pockets, man. Exactly. All right, this is definitely it. All right, my name is Def Schizo Maximus B, <laughs> a.k.a. Frosty Soul. Wow. I sound like a, a, a 1980s R&B singer that used a lot of soul glow on his jerry curl. All right, guys. Just click Frosty this, Soul. Like the suggest female rap name. Oh boy! Ooh. Okay, all right. Oh, I got uh, a MB sugar. Oh, MB sugar sauce. What the fuck? <laughs> I oh, got this. Here we go. P, panic cash. I got Slim AM. Dude, you got the best names. That's a good Slim one. Slim AM is pretty good. Slim AM. Ah. Uh, Mad Maximus Nugget. <laughs> Mad Maximus <laughs> Nugget. The MMN, baby. It's the Mad oh, Maximus Nugget. Oh, an emo God. Maximus Nugget. Did you know that Post Malone actually put his name in my rap name generator, and that's how he got Post Malone? Are you serious? Yeah, that's how he came up with the name. Why well, he won the um, lottery then? Post right. Malone's a pretty dope so, name. Someone yeah. in chat. Uh, someone in chat mentioned the uh, old school meme from our DBZ question, so I went with it. I got a Rula Popo P, aka Jiggy Frenzy. <laughs> Oh, that's it right there. It's a long ass name, but I like it. It's a really long. That's a really long name, but it's good. Uh, it's good. Uh, Shout out to Post Malone for being absolute fire, though. Miyagi easy. <laughs> there you go. That's fun. Anyway, so there you go. That's pretty Some good. Good names there. I like let's it. Another one. I like it. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna actually take this one. I feel like it's a good one. Go for it. It's from our good buddy Jorbach. Okay. Who's a currently a hundred dollar pledge? So he upgraded up there. It's, Let's uh, go, George. Thank happen? you, bro. All right, it's a simple one. What would your personal graphic novel be about? Mm. My personal graphic novel. Okay. Like Watchmen style, not just like a comic book, but like. Am I Watchmen. flipping the pages left to right or right to left? This is an important question. I'm gonna say you can be as weeb as you want to be. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, the fellowship again, boys. I'm gonna have to go with uh, destroying the demon and, oh and the semen and collecting the D's to open up the D Jeff dungeon is, and destroying the demon's penis. Jeff is definitely flipping world. from right to left. 
So I'm gonna tell you oh, right yeah. now. I think I think that would oh, be yeah. really cool having big graphic pages with penises just getting cut off and My huge blood Maximus splatter and demons just getting messed up. <laughs> Um, I, uh, my, okay, here's mine. Um, mine is going to be, uh, let's see. Mine is going to be an entire graphic novel centered around a man desperately trying to find the perfect stream settings as, (laughs) as, as directed by Hideo Kojima. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what a shitty graphic novel that is <laughs> oh, that's gonna goodness. be that's gonna be mine i think i want the um i want the artist this is probably going to be a right to left also um but i want the artist of one punch man to draw my story which is pretty much going to be like a more hardcore version of dilbert that's a very uh, one punch Dilbert would be a great crossover. I think that's an awesome name too. One, one, one punch, punch Dilbert. Dilbert. That's your rap name. One punch ah, Dilbert. There, there it is. One punch Dilbert. OPD. OPD. And then they there find out that it's not because you're one punch of people, but it's because it only takes one punch to knock your ass. Off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mister Glass Nova War. That's the downside. Sergeant Dragon, who is a 60 lifetime, 10 current, asks, what is the best fair food, like funnel cakes or something to take home and eat, uh, did you ever, uh, have you ever had? His is onion, garlic, pepper, jelly. Ooh, that sounds like ass. That sounds, I'm sounds like I'm going to need a lot of chewing gum or breath yeah. mints afterwards. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not even sure what that onion is. Onion anything, like onion, sweet and sour onion or onion whatever. I don't like it. Um, best, best fair food I've ever had is uh, beaver tails, man. I like beaver tails. Fuck tail. you. I was going to take beaver tails. I mean, the beaver hey. tail. Okay, so it's like you get it. It's it's like a dough that's deep fried, and you can get different types of toppings on it. So um, I like apple cinnamon. So they put slices of apple and cover it with like sugar cinnamon, and it's deep fried, and it's, it's so and it's dan- it's like it's huge. Yeah, fucking it's like huge. a beaver tail. It's the size of a beaver tail. Yeah, yeah. It's a very Canadian thing. You get them on the waterfront here. Listen, I'll I'll Google it right now, and I'll post yeah. a. Uh, Beaver tail. It's not just a euphem- uh, euphemism. It is totally a delicious, fair-related snack. I was gonna say a churro. Okay. Well, churro. you know what? A beaver tail. You can get them with churro. like different. You can get them like a different, like with different sugar toppings and like different things with them. So. If you took a beaver oh. tail and cut it into strips, you're looking at basically a churro, except there's toppings oh. on it that you couldn't put on a on a, a churro. churro. Um. Yeah. Like Jeff just linked it in in chat. There, you can see the plethora. Oh, I've seen these. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I've you seen can, and seen there's that. so many different types you can get. You, I mean, uh, there's beaver tail is pretty lot. much a variation of a churro. Okay, it is. Yeah, it's okay. just a massive, it's different, different, flat different way to just put the bread together. Churro yeah. funnel yeah. cake. There you go, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. It's like it is basically a funnel cake. Yeah, that you just. It's you more. Can, uh, it's, just, d- it's more dense than a funnel cake, though. Yeah, it's like eating a slice of pizza, but you're eating yeah. you're eating deep fried dough and or, sugar. Uh, or even uh, if not, if we're not going with churro, the like not like the regular pretzels like or even bar pretzels like the actual ones that they make fresh right on site with mm-hmm. the salted water pretzels mm-hmm. i'm down for that too. a good pretzel can be life-changing yeah especially like when they like take the dough but and they do all the water dry pretzel dude oh actually when i was in uh, uh when i was in the states i think i was with 
Panic or it was somebody else. I bought a oh no, I was I was in Las Vegas and uh, I was going to see a movie. Everybody went and watched. Um, Oh shit! I think they were watching the new Spider Man, and I went to go watch uh, that the sad movie with Denzel Washington about the play and stuff. Um, the plane. Anyway, I went there and I watched it, and I bought a pretzel. Oh. And it was drier than a nun's Eater cunt, man. It was disgusting. Oh my god! It was like, and and the thing is, is when I when they gave it to me and I held it, I'm like, oh, this there's some weight to this thing. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna uh, this is gonna fill me up. And uh, the only sauce that they had was like nacho cheese. Ooh, so like that they use for the nachos. I'm God. like, yeah, give me some nacho cheese. And I take a bite of the. I get in the theater. I take a bite. The thing. I'm like, I swear to God, any saliva that I had in my mouth, gone. It, it just it's it like a sponge sucked it all up. <laughs> and there was so much salt, and it was so dry. And I'm like. <laughs> and I'm and I'm sitting there swallowing. You can actually see the indent of the thing just slowly going down my throat, right? And I'm sitting there drinking pop, trying to shovel it down. And I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe the nacho cheese will work. I put it in the nacho cheese, <laughs> and I, I put it in my mouth. Nothing. It was almost like the nacho cheese started to form hard on the shit oh, nacho or on God. the pretzel, and it was horrible. It was the worst thing I've ever had, and it was like oh. six bucks. The uh, the beer so garden salty. behind me, too. the beer garden <laughs> behind me's got like awesome pretzels that they do fresh. Yeah, great fresh pretzels are oh, amazing. They had that at the mall where you could get yeah. uh what was that pretzel place, Adam? Uh oh, uh um, That's the only one I know. Oh. No, there was, was a there was a good pretzel spot Pretzel in the, was in the name of the, yeah, of the shop. I think it was I maybe it was It's Pretzel or something pretzel. Yeah, and, it was, uh, it was good cuz they used to make them like fresh. They would like yeah. put the dough and The best place I've ever found to get pretzels is actually Philadelphia. I don't know if it's something in the water and how they do the dough. It's just insane. Every so time what I go you're to telling Philly, me get is Flint, Michigan's not going to make great pretzels. Probably mm. not. Something in the water, just not going to happen. It's bad, bad pretzel time. Um, uh, Carson, someone in chat said Wetzel's pretzels. Wetzel's, Wetzel's pretzels. pretzels. Sounds um, good. So yeah, what was the question again? Uh, it was well. It was What's what? What is your food? favorite fair food? Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay, is why yeah, we went go. with the beaver tails and stuff. And I'm, I'm the yeah. same. If I had a secondary. Uh, I don't know. You, you get you're in Canada. You get a good poutine at a fair, mm. and it's good. It's just good mm. shit. But mm. yeah, it has to be specific. The fries have to be twice fried, or you yep. fucked up. Yep. The gravy has to be a brown gravy, and it has point. to be good brown gravy, not some weak ass. And it can't be too shit. runny. The gravy can't no. be like super runny. It it's has gotta, to have some some substance some to it. Yeah. And then the cheese curds have to be, it's one of the only Actual things cheese that curds. anyone cares that comes from Quebec. There has to be cheese curds coming yep. out of Quebec. Uh, and the only way you can tell if it's a proper cheese curd, you take it and you rub it on your teeth and it squeaks. Mm. If it doesn't do that, shit cheese curd, terrible poutine. Rip the gravy the has to be hot as Hades because it has to melt but not completely. Jeez, not completely. Yeah, give it a little, keep that little bit of chunk. The outside is melted and gooey, but the inside is still solid. You bite into it. Ah, it's good. Ah. You know, I'm not gonna lie, man. The movie theater. Some days the proteins are horrible, but there's some days I sit down and it's like I'm I'm not even expecting it. You know, yep. I go I go in. I'm just hungry, and I'm like I saved. Uh, I go in there starving, and I'm like, all right, give me a pulled pork poutine, and I go and I sit down. And I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just like looking at my phone, getting ready to turn it off, watching some previews, getting ready to do the time play thing. And I take a forkful and I put it in my mouth. And sometimes it's so fucking good. I'm, yep. I have to like do a double take. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. 
they fucking crush this shit. And then yeah. there's sometimes the fries are hard, hard as Just my awful. fucking cock on a Saturday night after a <laughs> bottle of Dom Perignon. And I'm telling you, the fries are saltier than a freaking Terran when I proxy battery shield rush them with void rays and I just want to throw up it's horrible it's like the worst experience ever and there's usually not an in between it's either great or shitty yeah there's no mediocrity there no no mediocrity there but a good poutine at the fair or on the waterfront good shit good shit for sure all right one more do one more and then we'll uh, we'll call it I got one here uh, this one's from Zero Arrival. It's a $25 pledge, $100 lifetime support. So thank you very much for mm, that, Zero Arrival, sir. Please tell us about your weirdest slash coolest pets growing up. As an aquarium company owner, I love all kinds of fish as a kid. Yeah, boy, Zero. Papa bless. <laughs> all right. I got an easy one. Now, I've owned, I've obviously, I have Thor and two cats, but they're not the craziest or weirdest. I actually, speaking of fish, I had an aquarium. Uh, this was when I was living out on, in, in the hood. Uh, by Kells Deli there. Remember that, Adam? Mm. So anyway, I had that fish tank. You remember that? That was sitting in the corner of my living room and it was like a yeah. stand-up fish tank? Sometimes you could actually see through the glass. Yeah, <laughs> it was It was like there was so much like mildew and fungi or whatever you want to call it in there. So <laughs> anyway, up. I had, yeah, that's algae. So I had the great idea that when I was man enough and I was my own spot that I always wanted to have a nice aquarium with some coral reef and all this other stuff. So I went to the pet store. I bought a bunch <laughs> of coral. This shit is expensive face. as yeah. fuck. Like, I mean expensive. So I spent hundreds of dollars on just like, I'll spend a hundred bucks on a rock. Like, I'm like, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> so I put it in there and then I went and got a bunch of fish and I was adding the fish little by little slowly. Like you'd, you'd have a bag and you have to just leave the bag on top so the fish can get used to the temperature of the water. And I was, I had like Frames filters and different things like that. It was work. So anyway, after I used to set them up too. Oh, big time. It took me weeks. And then after, <laughs> yeah. after I was done and, and the fish were in there, I stopped being as proactive. It started to become a chore, right? So, um, you know, fish started to die. This. Fish started yeah. to die and fish were actually starting to eat other fish. And, um, you know, I'd wake up in the morning, there'd be a new fish at the top of the tank and I'd just like, you know, take it, flush it down the toilet, be like, sorry, bro. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> So anyway, Kayla, Kayla and I were like, yeah, that's it. Well, we saw the last fish. The last fish was just floating at the top, just done. So like, all right, that's, that's the show. I'm, I'm done with, I'm done with the aquarium stuff. So what we did for, for aesthetic purposes is we just left the, the fish tank running because it had like lights and stuff in there. It would look really nice at night, even though it was so dirty, it was just, it still looked cool and there was bubbles and things that were going on. So months went by, I'm talking months. And we're we're still plugging in this this thing. I hadn't put an ounce of food in this fucking thing. Nothing. I'm talking when I say months. I'm not talking weeks. You couldn't Legit see through. Months. You couldn't see through the glass. You it was solid green. It. I'm telling you, I didn't touch shit. All of a sudden, I'm sitting down there. I think I was playing like Call of Duty or some shit yep. on lunch break. Yep. And I look over to my left, and I see something moving. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over and I'm like fucking wiping the glass off like a windshield like in the morning when you're trying to see out your windshield. I'm like wiping off the frost. And in there I see a fucking white little fish like it was white and black. It had uh, stripes. It was almost like a Nemo fish. Zebra fish. A zebra fish. And it's fucking swimming around. I'm going, what the fuck? So I, I messaged Kayla and I'm like, did you get a fish? And she's like, no, what the fuck? And I, and I look down there and the thing is bigger than it was before. I know what fish it was. And it's sitting there just swimming around, chilling, and I'm like, what the fuck? 
So for months, I didn't feed this thing. It must have been eating like the algae and garbage that was in there. The bottom feeder probably. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But here's the funny part. So I decide that this guy's a fucking hero. I didn't even give it a name. I'm like, this is a goddamn hero. It stayed alive. I neglected it for months. I didn't even know it was alive. It was like, and I had a bridge like inside. There was this bridge and it, and it was its home was like underneath the bridge. So the bridge was hollow and you could like go inside it. And I never knew it was there. So what I decided to do, being a good guy, I went to the pet store and I bought new bottom rocks and I took the fish out, put it in a bag and sat it there and I cleaned the whole tank out. I'm like, I'm going to like this fish. I'm like, this fish is mint. Like, this is my boy. I clean it out and I'm like, I'm not buying any other fish. This is going to be my champion. The whole thing's clean. I take it out. I rinse it with water. I get rid of all the algae. I put in new stuff. I put food in there. I put his ass in there. Within 24 hours, the thing's dead. <laughs> I'm going, what the fuck? You I killed cleaned, it when you changed the water. When I yeah. changed it to fresh shit, the temperature was right. Everything was perfect. It was dead in 24 <laughs> hours. I can't believe it. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And you, next time Kayla's around, she'll tell you about it. It was bizarre. You clean the shit out and the thing died. It was like it needed to be in a shit condition and never be fed. It was like self-sufficient. And the moment I stepped in with my godly hands, I killed it. <laughs> you, smit, you smited it. So I never bought another fish in my life. Like that, was, that was the show. That Rip. was it. Well, I mean, you've, re- you've peaked at that point, really. I mean, how do you get better than... Than that, you're not going to experience the anything. Apex predator of that fish tank. Yeah, more magical than a fish uh, surviving on its own, uncared for for months yeah. on end, and then just rip. GG, GG. Uh, well, I never really is. had any crazy pets. I only had the one pet. It was a dog, and uh, Maggie was perfect. It was lasso apso. She was perfectly fine until the house was broken into twice, and she got kicked twice, and then she turned into an asshole. That was basically how that went it went down. <laughs> Except for Dad. Dad was the only per- Oh, and my grandmother. The only two people that could interact with that dog without her losing her shit was uh, Dad and Nan, or were Dad and Nan, mm-hmm. that's it. And and so after that, it was just give her some space, lest you want to get bitten. <laughs> and that was basically the show. That was it. I never owned any other pets and and uh yeah, I mean that was I didn't even know other than Jeff and that fish I don't know anyone that had really particularly crazy animals it's just that one fish was a legend it was crazy, uh, and, and, crazy. That was, and that was it so um, I have two um, so one is a fish tank story similar to Jeff um, in college we decided as a house we were going to get an aquarium so we set up this aquarium and we got a couple of fish um, much like Jeff's they didn't fare too well mm. um, and we'll get into that and my roommate his dad would breed guppies like, you know, just a little guppy fish and stuff. So he gave us a bunch of them and we put them into the fish tank. Um, I think over the course of the next two or three years that we had that fish tank, you know, we actually maintained the tank and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure those guppies became like a street gang or something. Cause whenever like a carnivorous street gang or something, cause whenever we would put in any other fish or something, Within a couple of days, the fish would just disappear. Like we would build, we would build the, um, we would build the ecosystem. So you have like the bottom feeders, the middle feeders, and then like this, the other fish who eat like the food you put in just to kind of maintain the ecosystem. So we got like something that looked like a little shark type thing, which was like three or four times the size of the guppies. And we put him in and he was great for a couple of days. And then we came back from like um, October break or like our little fall break. 
We just see the guppy just swimming around. We're like, where the fuck's the shark guy? <laughs> Completely gone. Like we look around, did he jump out of the tank or something? No. No, we're pretty sure the guppy we're pretty sure the guppies ate him. Guppy on a hybrid. Yeah, whenever we'd add other fish, <laughs> the guppies would just eat them. They wouldn't eat each other. They just eat the other fish. They were Makes like, sense. they're like those aggressive beta fish. You put them in and it's yeah. like, it's yeah, like freaking dog fighting, except <laughs> like, with fish. That what fish that f- you, is that what it was? The fish that you put in that little tiny cube and, and yeah. if you put a mirror beta. in front of it, it would just go nuts. Oh, yeah. it loses mind. You can have one beta fish. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a really the weird other name pet- for it to be called a beta fish, when in reality, all of them want to be alphas. Yeah. So, um, the other pet, I, we actually still have this one, um, name is Shelton. He's a red-eared slider turtle. Um, we got him when he was like the size of a quarter. Now he's like, his shell is like the size of my hand. Um, I will tell you this. Um, we learned very quickly that turtles are not slow. Like they make them out to be. The fuckers are pretty fast. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, they move when they need to. (laughs) Um, and more on top of that, they have a lot more personality than I thought. Um, Shelton, our turtle, um, he's going on like 13 years old now. Like he's older than my nieces and stuff. Um, he has preferences and things he doesn't like um, and things he does like. For example, he likes law and order. Whenever you hear like the <laughs> chunk chunk sound on TV, he'll climb up on the rock and he'll turn towards the TV. What the fuck? Um, he absolutely hates Star Trek. Whenever the Star Trek theme song would come on, oh, he goes back into the water and does his own thing. Um, he recognizes like me versus my mom versus my dad versus my brother. Um, he doesn't like my brother all that much, but he'll play with, play around with me through the class. He really loves my mom and he will try to con food out of my dad all the time. But, um, yeah, they surprising amount of personality for a turtle. That's amazing. I actually the TV remember thing, TV thing was hilarious because we would like, we realized whenever law and order would come on, he'd like climb out of the tank. So my brother actually like tested it out. And he put up. different TV things on, and like you just see the turtle like react. I wonder what would happen if back. you put on Franklin the turtle. I wonder if he would <laughs> be like, "No, oh, what's going on over here?" Yeah. Hmm. Um, like the this. funniest thing with that though was um, it was like a funny quirk with him. My brother always wanted to see him eat fish. Like we feed him pellets and like lettuce and stuff, but turtles will also eat fish when you put them in the tank. So my brother was like super excited. He went out and bought a couple of feeder fish that were alive and put them in the tank. My brother sat there for like four hours watching <laughs> Shelton swim around and play with the fish. There like, you go. Had no, had no incentive to eat them. or He wasn't, didn't even look. My brother grew tired after like four hours, right? <laughs> we went out that night and we come back. And at like 2 a.m., my brother looks in the tank. Fish is missing. My brother's like, God damn. No. Shelton's, like, Shelton's like, I'm not going to eat for your amusement. Missed the window. <laughs> there you go. And then when we came back in the morning, the other three fish were gone. And no, I just remembered. Cat. I just remembered. I did actually own fish when I was younger. Before Jeff was even on the street, uh, I owned fish. Uh, they weren't beta fish, but they were like um, you could have a couple of them in there at a time. They were gold, but they weren't goldfish. I don't know what kind of fish they were, but they come in this little cube of water, and uh, you could have a couple at a time. And they had their own little rocks and stuff in there. And you just it came with food, and they were only supposed to live for two months. And then they just, that was their life expectancy on a high end was two months, and then they just kicked the bucket. So they come in like a plastic cube, like it's all this self-enclosed, whatever, you pick it up. It's a shitty life. And yeah, really, uh, I I guess. So um, I I own these two, and um, 
one of them, kind of like Jeff's fish, lived for fucking ever. I ran into food. <laughs> I like because it only comes with so much because they're like, look, these fish are going to be dead inside of two months, and so there's no food. And my little plastic cube started growing algae and everything else. And this like one fish survived for like six months. Mm. He said, I'm and not finally, keeping up. And finally died. I just want to be in my room. This one, I still have the room upstairs. Like that's how long ago it was. And I walk into the room after school and I look in and sure as shit, he's still alive. He's swimming around. There's nobody, there's no other fish in there. There's no like, there's nothing for him to interact with. It's literally a fucking cube of water yeah. like this big with some rocks at the bottom. And he's just like swimming laps for six months and he survived three times his life expectancy with no food after two months. The so dream. some fish, I'm telling you, they've got it out. They, they've got the genetics. We should be breeding those fish. That's what we yes. should be doing. Yes. In the, just, in the, the, the fountain of life. They only need to eat once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> save, save your money. Uh, save your money. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I guess that's going to be it for this uh, episode of Technical Alpha. Um, yeah, it's been uh, another lovely one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as always, uh, we have the Patreon up. If you're interested in supporting us and allowing us to continue to do this content and work towards more content, like uh, a D&D campaign at the 5,000 mark, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash technicalalpha. Also, head on over to technicalalpha.audio if you need any other information uh, or if you just want to listen to uh, episodes there. If you're not listening to it on iTunes or YouTube or here on Twitch or somewhere else, they are all available uh, to listen within the website technicalalpha.audio so you can go and uh, and check that out. Big thanks of course uh, as always to those who've been rating and spreading the word about the podcast. We do appreciate it. It's the only way that we get a chance to grow. Yep. And uh, before we head out, let me just hit up our Patreon producers. Still at the spot. Jetrix just never leaves. Soon he's going to soon soon I'm buying a house off of Jetrix alone. He's been occupying that spot for so long. Thank you, man. Thank Postal you. Panda Love also yes. staying in that spot for long term. And many of these hundo spots as well have been here for a long time. We've got a couple of new ones in here too, though. Like we already mentioned, Jorbach is relatively new and Xavier is also new to the party. But Jamaican Jazz, Adam B, Toad of Steel, Naily, Derek P, Frycy, Ice Wolfie, Jorba, Jorbach, Lars M, Matthew M, and Xavier a, thank all of you for continuing to support us uh, in such a ham-fisted manner. Lots of uh, uh, big shout-outs also to anyone that's been with us long-term on Patreon, even if you're not necessarily on this list. We have people that have been supporting long enough uh, now to be in the multiple hundreds of dollars at lower tiers, and we greatly appreciate uh, everyone's support there. Uh, without question, uh, you're you're keeping us going, and we, and uh, we you know we couldn't do it without you. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it will be uh, we should, barring something going on, uh, we will be back next week, same time, same place. Twitch.tv/slash/technicalalpha. Mister Black won't be here. Uh, it will just be Panic and myself, which means we'll uh, we'll probably just talk about uh, audio equipment for like two hours or something. I don't know. We'll figure. Figure something out. No, it will be another regular uh, ass episode, but come back. Be sure to be there for that. Thank you once again, guys. And until we see you next week, peace.